because you guys over at the Masculine Geek, you'll have the Rolo Tomasi on, and you'll have great conversation, but you won't hit the record. But because it has to be at that precise and specific time. Oh, now now we can hit that. It's that time now we hit the record button. Yeah, but you know what it does? It gives us good time to just warm up into whatever we're talking about. So uh, we, it, it's almost like we're sprinting before the starting line in a race. Oh, so we, we've already got the momentum going. Whereas you start the moment. I'm not saying we can't. You know, we don't do it this way, but it, it works for us. But yeah, there's a lot of great content where we're talking about stuff that's really good and. We're like, we should have recorded that, which is what I was telling him about how when you showed up at my place last year, the yeah. first thing that came out of your mouth is, is that thing ready to go? <laughs> yes. Yes. Many great podcast episodes have been recorded. I go to the great ones, like, have that fucker ready, man. Don't have me walk in when I got to repeat myself. And we did the uh, same thing we did uh, with Adam Piggott when he visited, uh, we visited him down in Louisiana. Because that way it saves us time. It's a, it's a, ah, no one's going to listen to me. No one's going to listen. So. No, oh, I, I, I mean, but also we, we can just chat about stuff that's going on. There's, you know, like going on in our personal lives. Cause we're, we're not just, we're good friends outside of the show. So, uh, you know, just planning about other stuff. So that's, that's why we don't immediately record because you know, all, right. all that other stuff. What, uh, is it 20 degrees up there? Why do you get your jacket on? Um, my, so my house is really weird. It gets cold in the morning. And then by the time I go to bed, it's warmed up because it's got a metal root. It's just got these weird layers, which yeah. is it's great during the day. It stays really cool up until I'd say around 3 p.m. Then it starts to warm up. Mm. But in the morning, it's actually really cold. I'll go outside sometimes and it'll be um, it, I don't have to turn the AC on very much, which is is nice. What about winter? I know I know you had that uh, the fireplace and everything going. Is the winter all right? I mean, does it stay warm at night? Do you got to you get chilly at all or what? It it can get pretty cold. Um, I think that that's where I would honestly. <clears throat> I got the living room area right over there. A part of me wants to move everything out and put lay carpet down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the way it's configured, putting a rug on. I got a rug right there right now, and it's a little problematic because of just the configuration of the room, but that's the other problem is the floors are all the wood paneling stuff. And so it just gets really cold. You, you know what you need a young strapping bachelor such as yourself. What? I, you got to get like a bear skin rug. Oh, <laughs> some kind of animal skin. That's you got the perfect no, house that, for that it. Is brilliant. Per- I love it. I love it. Yeah. And to keep it warm. And then that way you don't have to like really do carpeting. Right. Um, but cause that's really what I'm like putting that. I'm, that's what I'm putting in the in the South Dakota place is uh, we went to Ikea. I had never been to Ikea before. And people, you've never been to Ikea? I'm like, why? You got to buy furniture? You get free furniture at Goodwill. What do you do? So we went there and they had these cow skin rugs. Um, oh. <laughs> I think bear skin's probably a little, pre- but yeah. they work. They work. They're cowhide. And I'm like, that is going to be super ass sexy, sweet when lying. Like, because I'm going to have hardwood floors. Right. That never have to be cleaned and stuff like that, because uh, I'm not a big fan of carpet. But yeah, you know, you know, chilly feet and cold so, in the winter. So I'm looking on Amazon right now, and you can get these these you know faux fake bearskin rugs for 230. I, I mean, there, here's the thing: there's got to be some guy on Craigslist somewhere in this wretched state that is trying to get rid of his because he doesn't want to doesn't want to deal with it anymore or something uh, like that. A wifey so, who doesn't like it. We had sex on that enough i'm not having sex on the base game rug we're married you know, probably- the fun times are over <laughs> you have no idea how 
how non uh, humor or not not humorous, but how accurate that it or close that is to reality to some of the conversations I've heard where there's there's guys who are like who are telling me they're doing stuff and they're saying, oh, you know, we we can't uh, I can't do that. The wife won't let me. I'm like, what? And, and he's not some. He's not some. You know, they they always say now with the gender that the 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 when the woman makes more money, the guy needs to take more trust. Like, no, this is the guy who's working sixty hours a week or fifty hours a week. He's doing a good. You know, he's pay, putting money. He's putting food on the table and he's paying the bills. And he's like, well, she won't. It's like, I I I'm kind of speechless at that point because I'm I understand. Here's the thing. I, I finally figured out. In the Pacific Northwest, we live in a matriarchal progressive theocracy that is the best way to describe the it and it's not the, the theocracy being the religion of feminism or socialism i presume well <clears throat> let me put it this way um not to get into this pol politics stuff uh that's not really but the idea that the state legislature of a of a state like alabama when they pass that abortion thing our state would make it a crime if they could for you to criticize abortion. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how different it is here. That's a sacrament, right? And there's mm -hmm. all these other things that are sacraments. Um, one of them is that like the, with the whole cow, I think I've talked about this before with the whole Kavanaugh thing. I mean, that was here. It's she, she was speaking through the Holy spirit was speaking through her. Yeah. You yeah. Cannot, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was saying that when um, there was a guy, I, I didn't say it on, or maybe I did, but the hysteria like the hysteria is taken deadly seriously in our neck of the woods if somebody if if you can have a 12 year old girl who's clearly off her rocker but if she says that you turned her into a newt they're going to take a deadly serious like something along those lines of something that's so out outlandish and absurd and she's clearly uh, insane mm -hmm. they are they will take it seriously at the risk of saying that because it, it, you're saying that she did not speak truth and they cannot lie, right? I mean, you remember that I'm the one who sent Cappy that photo of that school where it had the picture of the girl and it yeah, said women are, women women are, are perfect. perfect. Women are perfect. That, my friend, is a definite that, – that is an example of how we are a, uh, a theocracy. That is part of the religion. Well, and beforehand, it was never, I mean, I remember my old man, he had one of his many ex-wives, they saw him <laughs> by the carton now. Uh, he, <laughs> one of them was like, uh, she's, he, she wouldn't let him go to Glacier National Park. And uh, this is, this is before me too, many, many years ago. And, and, but that, that's always been there, but you know, I, I'm sorry if, if a guy, and this is where I'm trying to make progress in my life try to make progress in my understanding. <clears throat> you don't control that. When a guy says my wife won't, won't let me, you might as well. He's been captured by the communists. He's at the Hanoi Hilton. He's gone. He, he bought the funny farm. You're never going to see Bob again. Right. Because I mean, Bob I'm, doesn't stand the balls or have the balls to stand up to his <laughs> wife and say, listen, you grade a Kuantahaha. I'm going to go fishing with Frank and Bill and Charlie. And I'm going to contemplate banging the, the barmaid at the place unless your attitude changes. No, guys, no, guys. And, and, and when you hear that, I've seen that happen several times now where the wife says, oh, my wife, let me ask the wife. Oh, my wife won't let me. You might as well give up, uh, to paraphrase uh, Chris Beckloff, that's a dead branch of friendship by no fault of your own. Right. And not, and I, to, not to get worked up. And, but that's until until – 
you know, and I was talking to another buddy of mine yesterday. I can't, I can't say who, but I'm like, until you're willing to give women the ultimate, the final ultimate, like you're going to do X or you can do X. I just won't be part of your life anymore. Right. And, and you got to back it up. This is not going to change. And so I've had the balls to do that with pretty much every gal I've dated uh, in the past before. And most men are such pussies and cowards it's not going to happen so lock in and strap in buddy uh, especially with your generation of these pathetic oh, she man uh, running around in your millennial generation you're i mean you're going to have to hang out with old i mean it's not a coincidence you're always kind of like the 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 baby face of the of the podcast group and, and well, you know because we're all old compared to you because we're like i think we may be the last vestige of people that might actually have the balls left intact Right. I, and I did this, I talked about this on my podcast that I did, uh, last week when I was out camping, uh, when you were, (laughs) you were trying to get a hold of me to do the podcast. Um, I was talking about how you, you gotta realize that men, and I wrote an essay on this about men with broken spirits. You, you look and see in their eyes, they're alive, but they have no life in them. They have no vitality. They have no, uh, drive and passion. They're just, they've, they've basically become broken. Uh, they're they're broken in is the way I would describe it, and so it reminds me of that line from the movie The Guardian. Kevin Cosner's this um, veteran Coast Guard guy, and he's teaching Ashton Kutcher's. Uh, you know, he's a recruit, and he says, "Save the ones you can; the rest you got to let go." Right? You can't you you can't go after these these men. And the thing I'm coming to the conclusion of is, after a certain point, every man will face that avenue, that crossroads where he's going to decide, am I going to continue to accept society's narrative or am I going to do the take the painful route and go against what everybody else says and ask the most arrogant question in the world, what if it's society and not me? No. And most men I've seen, you can kind of look at it where they just don't have that eagerness to do stuff because I think one of the problems is, and this is people are always wondering why, you know, I, I hear older women say, why don't, why doesn't my, why don't the men plan anything? Why don't they do anything? And then you see them completely rewrite behind the scenes, any plans that they have or say, no, you're not doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. He may have planned out this whole trip. And he's like, no, no, I already scheduled us to do this that day. Right. right. Or something like that. And, and instead of, and instead of actually confronting them openly and saying, I'm going to do this, they just, the men pout like a little girl. They don't just, I, I, I just, it, it blows my mind. I, I'm not, I'm not a wealthy guy and I live, I was just doing my own podcast talking about my house is relative. You got small. a podcast. Oh my gosh. You are such a jerk. <laughs> you are such a jerk. Does, does anyone listen to it? <laughs> um, and uh, God, you just threw me off. Like you're, my, you're talking about uh, men pouting oh, and, and then, well, yeah, uh, I was saying how, how I don't make a lot of money and I don't have a huge house, but I guard that very like the idea of someone coming into my house that I'm paying for and gets to say anything other than right. yes, sir. Right. Right. I just, it blows my mind. And so I see these guys who, and it, Kevin, you talked about this a long time ago and I've really thought about it a lot. You were saying how people have weeks, weaknesses and strengths are like in dungeons and dragons, right? You can only, if you can either be well-balanced or you're strong in one area or, or right. The point that. allotment, there's right. a limited point amount of points. Yes. I think that that is actually the case. Cause I see all these men who are very wealthy. They have tons of money. They got tons of toys, but their wives just boss them around. Like you wouldn't oh. believe it's I just they're that I, I can't, I'm like, how do you, how, how do you take that personality and transform it in the workplace? You, you, 
Well, see, you, you, you do. I mean, keep in mind, a lot of guys go to work just to escape their wives. Well, I mean, that's, that's what they got. So they go in the, their fun time is work. Then they go home and they don't get recharged. They battle the wife. They, they take the hits. And right. so I can think after a while, you just ground it down. Like, I don't know if this happened to you in school, but in school, there was no way I was going to get straight A's uh, in school because you're just grounded down. You're just beaten up. And then when you get home, even though all you've been doing is sitting in a goddamn desk all day, all you want to do was like go play video games or fall asleep. Right. Um, and it's kind of like that. The guy doesn't have the energy to stand up to the wife to go through that. And frankly, they don't have the balls to give the old no. You guys, there's there's none of this negotiation. It's my way or the highway. You really have you know, Tom Lankus. If you don't like it, there's the door. And right. unless you do that early, and I don't want to say often, but when called for, you're going to be their slave. You're not going to have permission to leave to go to the to the park. You can't. You heard my pot hang uh, pot rack hanging story, right? Uh, I don't think I, I heard. You that never story. heard the pot. I had a buddy. He was single. I was single. Swing. Hey, we're going out having fun, meeting girl. Well, he gets this girlfriend, and she lives with him. And and then he 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 lived right across the river from me, right across the Mississippi. He was in St. Paul. I was in Minneapolis. He was like four minutes away. And there was a pub called the Dubliner, which is still there over on University oh, nice. Avenue. And so uh, he was only like four blocks from it. So one Sam, I'm like, hey, you want to go get a beer? Like we did. And I, he's oh, oh hang on, oh no, I gotta I gotta ask a girl for that. Oh my god. So I he's here in the background, like and then I knew I like, okay, maybe they got plans or something. And I just heard hey, why I go for can I go? And then then I hear and then he says, Remember Clary. Clary! And so he gets back. You know what the problem is? This is this is like ha- reliving a bad memory because I've oh, heard every guy this has stuff. it. Every guy has the story. So, but see, mine's special because I got the pot rack. See, none of you got the pot rack. None of you get this curveball of the pot rack. I get the pot rack. So he gets on the phone back to me, and he says, "Well, I'd like to, but we gotta hang a pot rack." And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and I had to say, say that again because it sounded like you said you have to hang a pot rack. And he says, well, yeah, we bought this pot rack. You know, it goes above the stove. And, uh, you know, we've been meaning to hang it, so I got to hang it. Um, and then I knew. And I knew. It was over. He was gone. Yeah. Save the ones you can. Don't bother those you can't. Uh, and it just, that was one of the earlier but more obvious examples. But it is shocking to me the number of men you can't save. Yeah. And, I again, Strap yourself in for a long, I mean, not well, lonely with the girls, lonely with a lack of male friends, because most males in America today are goddamn fucking pussies. They're goddamn fucking pussies. Well, and the thing I would say, <clears throat> so I don't know what life is like outside the Pacific Northwest. We're a completely different people and nation than other parts of the areas. Because I talked to buddies who are from Indiana. You know, they're the most radical person they've met is somebody who supported Ted Cruz instead of Donald Trump. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So, so, so for them, talk, when I hear this, when they when I tell them about the stuff that's going on here, they just don't believe me. They think I'm exaggerating. They think I'm being melodramatic or whatever. But the thing is, what I notice with these relationships is it's all just a, it's implicitly she's in charge. 
That's yeah. it's, it's almost now it's explicit of, well, you need all this other stuff. And so this is where I was just being very inquisitive when I was younger saying, well, wait a minute, this is the way it's supposed to, I would just ask questions. And what's kind of amazing is I got straight direct answers. They would input no, like, yeah, you're going to, you're uh, one person. Well, I don't know if I want to go into details on that one, but you can anonymize it. You don't have to. Um, I, they pretty much, what I notice is, Here's the thing: If you're a, a, a masculine man, I'll, I'll get to the I'll get to the point on this one. Don't ever, never, ever choose to be with someone or a girl out of fear of being alone. Correct. Don't ever do it. You will always regret it. Trust me, guys. There is no greater beauty than being able to wake up on a Saturday morning with the option of doing whatever you want. You can make bacon and eggs. You can put throw a waffle in the waffle iron. You can put bourbon in your see, coffee. See, I just take I take that as granted, and there are well, so right, many men who don't. Oh. They, 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 they. Well, no, but that's that's the point is I'm able to do all this stuff. And the thing is, I, I get into so many arguments. You know what I've gotten to the point is on this thing, and since we're talking about this, I, it's a good analogy, is my freedom and independence is like a 1968 Camaro, Right. It's not in the best condition, but it is, I love it. I love driving it. It's, I cherish it, whatever. And somebody comes up to me and says, I'd like to buy your, you know, make and model freedom and independence for $150,000 back when you were, you know, when it was only a 22 year old car or sorry, I'm trying to sell it. Now they want to buy it for even less. And I'm going, no, if you want to buy my freedom and independence, it's going to be $600,000. Well, I'm only willing to give you two hundred fifty thousand. Well, okay. Well, you, you know, you must have a bad attitude about money. No, I love money. That's why I want six hundred thousand dollars. Well, uh, you know, you need to man up and give us that money. Give us the car. No. Well, you know, your car isn't worth all that much. It's got to start. Then why do you want to buy it? Yeah. See, I've gotten to the point where the car is worth this much. Let me know when you've got the money. But, but there's nothing else to say because so when I see all these articles, you can't win with these discussions when they say "Where have all the good men gone?" Like that one. Don't even gal. waste your time. Nope. Don't don't even say it because they are not going to listen to you. They are only they're looking for men to pop their head up to get attacked so that they can go after them and say this guy is the enemy and whatever, um, and they need to take it on somebody. So it's just go enjoy go enjoy the decline. Go wake up on a Saturday morning and instead of complaining about it, just have bourbon with your coffee and have waffles and go on a motorcycle ride or go hike in the mountains or do just do something else. But don't, there's going to be, people are going to want to do that stuff just so that they can fit in with, with other people and be part of society. But guess what? You lift up the carpet, that nice clean carpet and there's termites underneath it. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I, I saw it in banking and all that, but you're going to, as you get older, you'll become more, I don't want to say entrenched, but appreciative of your ways. Like you're just going to take it for granted. You have the freedom of speech or that you can have bourbon in your coffee and da, da, da. But man, and then you'll see it. It's like, it's like they're, they're concentration camp uh, prisoners. Where I would like, even say it's worse. Uh, you, well, do, you ever watch, do you ever watch that movie dinner with Andre? No, it sounds horrible. Dinner with Andre. Does that sound like a movie I'd watch dinner with Andre? Okay, I haven't watched the movie. I watched one part of it. It's on YouTube. It's about, it's literally this two hour movie about these guys having conversations at a dinner. And one of the things he's talking about is how there's this schizophrenia with people in cities where they are, he sees them in urban cities as the new concentration camps where the people who built it are now the guards. So they're prisoners and guards. So they want to leave, but they don't want to leave, right? Right. So it's the same thing with these guys. I think it's more of they are um, 
they're kind of like people who are in the matrix, you know, to keep, go back to a very old cliche analogy, they're in the matrix. They know the matrix is fake, but they don't want to be pl unplugged, right? They right. know what the score is at that point. Uh, and uh, another analogy I use or comparison is the firm. It's that, that book and movie about the young lawyer who joins this firm. And later on, the, the, the ritual is, you know, once the young lawyer has a kid, all the partners get meet with them privately and say, we work for the mob. You can never leave. Right. We've got you. So it's kind of the same thing where these men get married and then they discover, oh, um, you, you you signed away your civil liberties. You, well, you have a legal contract now. You brought the gov yeah. you brought the devil into your house. Bringing yeah. the government. <laughs> no, you did. You yeah, did. I, know, I mean, I know, I know a lot of guys. That's what's so crazy. It's just I, I was telling people I'm never getting a government piece of paper. It's so funny that the same people are like, well, I don't see the doing the whole marriage equality thing. And then I go, OK, I'm not going to get a marriage license. Like, well, why wouldn't you want to do that? It's like, why would I want one? Well, you know, you want to make it legal. It's like, like no, I, I don't. don't. <laughs> exactly. No, I don't. I don't. I, they, I think, they don't get it, man. They don't. Well, what's do always bothered me is this idea that a man's worth, in this sense, is determined by following the script. Whereas I grew up reading about all these adventures: Jedediah Smith, Jim Bridger, the Wild Men. Uh, the I always use Alistair McLean's Guns of Navarone or these guys, guys who are out there doing cool stuff. Because there's no story about a guy who just sits at home and and cooks, you know, he's basically in the kitchen or whatever. Right. right. Um, and yeah, it's uh, like I said, guys, you know, you, you, you try to help men that you can, but you know what, do not here. Here's the thing there. Another good analogy is treat people in these situations like a drowning victim. Do not get into the water. Do not right. get into the water. They will pull you down with them. Do not get in the water. If you can, Figure that out by your age. You're what, 23, 24 now? Oh my goodness. You <laughs> <laughs> if you can figure this out by your age and all, this is a this is what I learned in the past year or two, is to really let go. Um yeah. and more so masterfully control your emotions so you're not sad or ruining or lamenting the loss of, of, of people you care about, of people, you know, a friend, a, a relative, uh, a loved one, where it's like, <clears throat> nope, that's gone. And then get on with your life, uh, but but yeah. be prepared for every uh, young man or woman out there. I'd, I'd have to say, and this is what what really hurts me is when it's like again on my team where, holy shit, yeah man, people I, on I, my I, you know, presume it independent libertarian could say it's like no, yeah. you're pussy whipped or you're a you're you you hate your husband or you hate your wife or you fuck this thing up or you're in debt and after a while I'm I'm like you you really can only save yourself. Well, and you yeah, really it's, can. It's so, and it's funny that people go, you know, I come off as a really, he's a nice guy. And whatever the, the thing is that, that has not, that is not a reflection of my take on the world today as an external, right? I'm choosing to be happy in my life and, and be in control of my circumstances. But my views on a lot of things that are going on in the world are probably even more cynical than yours, Cappy, which if you, if that can be possible, that's uh, a, <laughs> all right, I'm really trying to imagine that. <laughs> Well, I mean, people are always saying stuff you're, you're saying about your team. Well, I don't even think they're on our team. They're not even, they think they're claiming to be on our team because we need that. It's a, it's all economics. You gotta, you gotta sell they need a team to belong to like tribalism. Say, well, it's, it's, they need to sell a product, right? So you need, if you're not in that group, you got to sell to that group. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. 
are you saying Lauren Southern and <laughs> Operation Pettibone or whatever the hell her are you saying those conservative thoughts weren't genuine economic geniuses and libertarian and libertine economics? Are you saying they just flashed their titties to get some money from some thirsty conservative beta bull? I really dude, that's an example of of where I just threw my hands up where I saw these these if you are thoughts basically well no it's it's more it comes down to this and i've seen this everywhere i men like me are the only i can't think of and i've asked people this question name one group of any kind that actively and openly seeks out men like myself that i would actually well and also who i would want to be associated with at this point but every traditional institution does not care whether I show the only reason they want you men like me there is to subsidize the behavior of other people. Right. Right. So if you show up to the libertarian movement and you're a regular, you know, white guy, they don't care. You're just one more white guy in the libertarian movement. But if you're a cutesy wootsy, I'm the next girl next door, you know, spokesperson. Yeah. You basically get speaking engagements and you get to go write books and everything's cute. And again, I'm not, it doesn't upset me. Look, I don't confuse here's the thing, don't confuse the cheerleader with the coach. And that's what they do. There's nothing wrong with having a cute girl um promote the brand, which is I think where they completely mis- misunderstand what's going on. You take the thoughts and you make them promote the brand, but right. you don't let them dictate the brand or the message, right? You the take Bachelor Pad Economics and you put it in between Tommy Lauren's cleavage, <laughs> is what you're saying. Well, I'm saying that they can, you can have them promote. If if I was in charge or I had the power, I would be hiring these girls. You've, I think, had trouble with some of this stuff, but I'd be hiring them to just promote the books and their video, to just do videos promoting the stuff, saying, I read this book and it's so cool. And also, I would put them on the cover, right? Like pinup art or something like that. I've done that. Oh. On my well, best did, books. I have three books with pinup art on well, it. Obviously. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying like for for all these different movements. But the, here's the thing, though. It's all anytime in in the national online stuff you have any of these movements, the attention seekers and the grifters and the the merchants they all come in to make money there. and then right. move. But they but they what they do is they hijack the message and the meaning and the purpose of that group or whatever it is from what it is to what they want it to be so that they can sell product, but also so they're not tainted too much so they can move on to the next movement. Right, right. No, I know, I know. This is why I'm so cynical about anything online. Um, I don't care if they claim to support everything I believe in. I assume they're frauds because that's just my my life experience and also what I've seen is if there's – there are always – somebody's trying to sell you something, right? And also we have so few things that we can have an actual healthy identity in they're trying to sell you one. They're right. trying you, you buy your identity rather than build and cultivate an identity. Oh, great! Now I'm in a much better mood. Thanks, TJ. <clears throat> I was in such a happy mood before. And hey, you wanna? We got some super chats, but you want a right. joke? Speaking of the guns of Navarone and Alistair McLean. Oh, uh, so where where is that? Alistair McLean. Uh, right. I'm saying. Okay, so we got a couple. No, no, no. Forget. <clears throat> I got a joke for you. Follow. Oh. Pay attention. Oh, we'll get okay. to the super chats later. This is a joke only you and men over the age of 50 are going to get. But okay, it's fucking gotcha. funny as hell. <laughs> and right. if it was 1965, you could use it to get girls. Okay? All right. So you go up to a girl. This would be, imagine us in 1964. Okay? All right? Young men, there's a cute girl. 
and the guns of Navarone had just come out and said, you go up to the girl and say, have you seen the guns of Navarone? And she says, no, I haven't. And then you do this. You say, <clears throat> you have now, baby. <laughs> there, that's it. That's the dumb joke. No one's going to get it today in 2019, but that would make a girl laugh back in 1964. Now she would call the police for you displaying a weapon <sighs> or threatening to display a weapon or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, like, all right, I, let's get like, through the like super chats. Joke, what? Oh. What is it now? What? Oh, me? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, uh, let's get through all this because I do have. I want to know what the hell's wrong with your generation. It's your generation. It's not my generation. The news <laughs> is all over the place. Magnus Calgar says, showing Aaron some love from Orlando for a dollar ninety nine. Thank you, Magnus. Athamel Deck, you are a good buddy, just south of you for two dollars eleven cents. TJ equals soy boy. Claire equals Chaparito Gordito, meaning the fat short little guy. <laughs> Because I had, because I've been unlike unlike Athum, who never works. I've been moving <laughs> and working and fixing houses and all that. And my I got a a little paunch in my gut, uh, and then ended up running eight miles two days ago. Ran four yesterday, and now I'm going to go to the gym. And now I'm back to the. So Athum is giving me gut uh, guff for that. Uh, syndicate chief, should I spend a month saving to remodel my bathroom and install a shower? It just has a tub. How does he wash? Does he use a tub? Re remodel, not re not like it's not broke. I'm assuming it's not broken. He just wants to know if he should remodel his bathroom or pay off my house first. Nine months of savings. I, my uh, I, shower, right? So he doesn't have a shower. How do you not have a shower? But, but he has a bathtub. Yeah, what does he do? Rubber ducky, you're the one. Yeah, you know, what? It, it, that takes a while to run a bath. Three mile. Shower, boom, turn it on. In, well, I out, mean, five it, minutes done. It, it well depends on uh, whether all the plumbing is in there. Because if there's no plumbing, that's going to cost more. Like I had to replace some of the stuff in my bathroom, but it was easy. Just uh, you got to. Uh, you know what? I would I would re redo the the bathroom. Yeah. Throw in a shower, man. That's not going to cost that much. Well, and the question is, how close are you to paying off your house? If you're like right on the, if you're right about to reach the summit, you know, do that because that'll solve that problem. But if you've got a long way, if you just start out on that hike, then, you know, throw it at the shower. Well, he says he's, he's nine months away from it. Oh. Nine months from paying off the house. Nine months of si Hmm. So I'm saying with, with the month in, okay, it takes a month income to throw in a shower stall. That's not that expensive. Hell, he could probably do it himself. You go get one of those pre-made shower stalls and you know, right. frame it into your, your wherever your tub is. Heck, even if it's just like uh, one of those foot tubs, you know, it's just a tub that sits on the floor. Um, you should be able to run a pipe, split it where the water goes into the tub, put a valve that switches it from shower to that, put a shower curtain around. What I'm saying is it's not that expensive of a fix to to put in a shower. I mean, remodel the bathroom, okay, what, two months? And then you're, then you're 11 months away? You got to put yourself in context to other people. Do you know how far away people are for paying off their mortgages, TJ? Oh, say, say that again. Do you know how far away the average person is from paying off his or her mortgage? Too far. No, infinite, because they're going to die with a mortgage. Most people don't pay off the mortgage. Most people die with a mortgage. He's splitting hairs between nine or 11 months. I'd say get a shower. The time savings alone that you don't have to sit there, wait for a bath to run, hop in the shower and go. I'm surprised any guy, I mean, I've lived... Yeah, the last place I lived didn't have a bath. It just had a shower stall. That was it. Just hop in the shower and off you go. Mine has a shower bath. It's a whatever you call them. The it's a bathroom shower, but it's 
I'm going to have to replace it at some point, but mm-hmm. right now I've just been replacing some of the plumbing stuff. Well, not, remember you got to, you got to get bearskin rug. Well, you yeah, I, well, I just had to, my car just broke down over on the, uh, in the occupied zone, which is the West side of the state. So I just had to throw a whole bunch of shekels at that. So, Wait, it didn't make it over highway too, or you fixed it and it's back home. So it, it was running. It's just, it was the, the axle, um, the, the CV joint was broken on one of the wheels but then they found all these other things um that's wrong with it that they had to fix so that, that's why you get two cars man you get two go well, you would stand well to get another piece of shit car just well, in case something I'm, like that happens right that's what i'm thinking of doing is getting a, a some really cheap car or from or tr- something from a buddy but then i also got to buy a motorcycle right you got a lot of things to become a real man it's a long journey, <laughs> but TJ, you're only 19. You got plenty of time before you. God. No, don't, don't remind me. I'm closer to, I'm closer to, I, I'm having kind of a freak out moment when I realize that I'm closer to 40 than I am to 20. It only goes one way. Don't freak out about it. Why would you freak out about something you don't control? Well, because you always just, there's just stuff that you can do at certain, I, I mean, it, it has to do more with, with other stuff. Um, just, things that I'm trying to get involved in now, but because that's why I'm getting involved in it. Uh, I'm volunteering with the local fire department. Okay. And so all this other stuff that I'm just realizing if I want to do it, I got to do it now because trying to get involved in stuff when you're older, it just becomes problematic. But also, you, you know, when you get older, just you have no idea how your body's going to react to stuff or you just can't well, do stuff. You, I have a, well, you know me. I mean, I was banging out the mountains. I kept up with you on that little hike. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, unless you have a, you're, you've got a disease that, you know, yeah. heart attack or something like that, right. but right. you keep yourself in shape. I'm not you. You're the last guy after the pictures you posted of you. What you did an 8,000 foot climb. Yeah. Something like that. Oh my God. Well, how long did you camp or did you do it in one day? Well, it takes, it's a three mile hike in. That's really easy. So I could have easily done it in a day and it would actually have been easier because I wouldn't have had all that crap on my backpack. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the problem with it is I was, I was talking about this on the podcast. There's no trail to the mountain. Oh, you, you bushwhack up to, you have to bushwhack. And I actually took the oh. scenic route. I ended up on this, this ridge that you're supposed to only do when you're doing a technical climb. Right. Uh, so then I had to re-navigate my way through, um, back up. So I ended up, I think it was probably a, a 14, 15 mile hike total. Um, but I, like I said, it's, it's not just about the distance. It's about how well is the trail, you know, cleared and, and defined. Sure. And so I did Mount Kashmir, which is 16, 17 miles. And it's, it's even higher a little bit than eight mile, but I did it in about the same amount of time because it's a trail all the way there. It's just a clear trail. Right. right. Um, so, with that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm in good condition now. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm, this is a fear I have as I look at all these, speaking of, since we've been bad, you know, talking about married men and all that. The other thing I notice is they end up getting a belly. Yeah. They end up getting, they don't stay in shape. And to me, that is just, I, I don't know if this is a healthy thing or not, but I look at physical health as almost a moral virtue. Yes. I consider it. I was reading Dick Winter's autobiography and he talked about how physical fitness to him was a reflection of psychological and mental health. Right. Right. And that if you physical stamina improved your mental health. So for me, that's why I do all this stuff because I think it's good for my, for my psychological health. Also, I just need to get away from the world. 
Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, you're you're 100 right, <clears throat> but I would not worry about being for like. And here's the other thing: if you got some kind of disease in you that's going to bump you off at 45, it's going to bump you off at 45. So you might as well right. go fearlessly. And right. as long as you're in shape, dude. And and you know what's kind of cool? One, I've never worried about getting old because it's just you're going to get old. The other thing, as long as I stayed in shape, it's good. Now, one thing my old man taught me, he's he's 70-something, and he still runs four miles every day. And they ask him, why do you do it? He says, so I could do it tomorrow. So I've always had at least that kind of uh, role model when it came to uh, uh, physical fitness. Uh, but as you get older, and what what's kind of neat is you see people of your generation, guys your age, your peer group, start to get fat and go yeah. off by the wayside. And you're like, wow, this is, and then you start to take a little bit more pride in it. And then if you're really lucky, the generation after you, their men suck balls so much that you're in better shape than most of the, uh, let's mythically call this generation millennials. And when you're in better (laughs) shape than your average 30 year old, and you got 14 years on that piece of shit, soy boy, it's like, damn, I'm good. And then, right. Well, so that's another thing that you'll have to keep in for, for men who are listening, who are, you know, they see their buddies go on the wayside. Here's the thing. They're going to, they'll never say it, but, and you, they will heavily infer it or imply, but they won't either he or his wife. And and there are exceptions. I know them that it's great. And I very much value their friendship. I want to spend time with, with them. Um, And the wife respects his, independence and says you need to go out and do your own thing with your friends that's he, awesome when they say that yeah that's that's very good and he kind of said that he actually put the foot down at the beginning of marriage he goes there's a specific day it's not negotiable i'm hanging out with my my <laughs> so he just said like it's not negotiable right he negotiates on a lot of things that but um a lot of your friends will not want you to be around and they won't be comfortable around you because what they're going to see is they're going to see what they didn't choose and what they're going to see is somebody, if you're in shape and you're out doing whatever you want, they're going to wish that they could do the same thing. And you're a reminder that they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. You think that's really it? I, yeah. I, I could see that being an explanation, but I don't know. I just see a defeatism and a lack of spirit and just no energy. I honestly think it's people don't like to be around. Here, here's the thing. People who are psychologically healthy when they're around somebody who's better than them at something, right? If I, right. I walk into the weight room and I see a guy who lifts more than me, I'm like, I want to, I want to know how to get, you know, necessarily. Sure. Yeah. Well, when I came and visited you, you're like, my God, how do I, how do I become you, Aaron? Clear? I understand. <laughs> I understand. First, first shrink by about four inches. There, that's the first thing. Um, but, but a guy who's psychologically unhealthy, will see someone who's in better shape, better finance, whatever. And he's intimidated and doesn't want him around. Right. I'm not intimidated when guys, and I don't think they're necessarily doing it on purpose, but when they show off their, their private airplanes, their yachts, their cabins, their toys, mm-hmm. their nice, fancy car, all that other stuff. I think it's cool, but it's just, for me, it's no, never mind. If I got my REI backpack and a thumb drive with all my stuff, I'm a happy man. Like mm-hmm. the, the, you, you got to condense it down to what are things that actually make you happy? And it should be rooted in what you're capable of doing, not what you own, because all that stuff can be taken away from you. Right. Um, as long as you're able to walk away, walk down a road with your freedom and independence and your dignity intact, you're better off than guys who've got all this other stuff that they got to work a job to, to support and maintain. You know, when I was happiest the past week, week and a half, 
No. Oh, uh, when? Yes. No. <clears throat> Usually that's how it works. So I set up a metaphorical question. You say, no, Captain, when? I, I, I was hiking the Little Elk River Trail in the Black Hills because I had to turn around the first time I attempted it because a storm was coming in. So I got to hike that all the way up to Dalton Lake. And then the next part, the next time I was, I was uh, happy uh, was where I was borrowing DT's truck. And I wanted to see how far this road went and uh, <laughs> it keeps going, but I don't think the truck could make it. I mean, the roads in real rough shape. I'm like, dang right. it. And, and so I, I took a picture. I'm like, Hey DT, I went down this, this trail and or this truck uh, uh, on this road. And it was in pretty bad shape. Like, I don't want to know. No, you got to <laughs> see the pictures. It's really bad. Your truck. I'm surprised right. your truck isn't broken in three pieces of shit right now. And uh, that was, but it was just cause I could, cause I could go and no one, so few people can go, man. So few people can go um, that. Yeah. And, and there was no toys. It wasn't even mine. It was somebody else's truck. By the way, if you have to drive down a really rugged road, use somebody else's truck. Just a little bit of <laughs> there. Yeah, take someone else's vehicle. Yeah, but there was no toys. There was no nothing. It was freedom. I'm going to do this. I drive there. It was beautiful and scenic. And I had podcasts. I was listening to, I think I was listening to Masculine Geek. Um, and then um, me and the other three guys that you have is listening. I, I was listening to your podcast too. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's just wonderful. That's all you really need. And I'll tell you this, those people with their, where they got to make up for it. And I've seen this, I've seen this. I can't say where, but it's been multiple circles, but in one particularly close circle, I see the dude bros who are in their forties now yeah, who have their six figs. And then they also have their $4,000 a month mortgage payment and wifey poos house or car payment. And right. you look at it and it's like, you fuckers aren't free. Right. I, I don't care you got the newest goddamn Mercedes. I don't care you're in the latest development with your granite countertops. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Put a bullet in my knee. <laughs> Fuck that crap. No way in goddamn hell. No you know way. what I you know what I almost want to give an analogy of is it's almost like when um <clears throat> uh, Satan was showing Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. And says, I will give that to you if you bow down and worship me. That's kind of what their the proposal is for a lot of these men. I will give you all this stuff if you just worship. All this shit. You yeah, gotta manage it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, the other thing is, do they um do they look happy? No. Does somebody actually no. they don't have that like that 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 um uh the the look I don't know. I I not here, I'll explain. I'll, not to sound arrogant, but you you probably already have ran into this. If not, you're going to. But if you go to any kind of standard company party or some kind of norm where, where, where it's work-related, let's say you start dating a girl or you got a buddy and you're going to go to a Christmas party or there's the grill out. Hey, our company, go talk to these people. And I guarantee you, you will be the most interesting person in the room. And you're going to start saying, because I didn't get on it right away, but I was like, oh, this is and you try and talk to these people and they have nothing interesting to say. You want to know why? Why? That's where you say why. <laughs> because they're not interesting people. They don't do anything interesting. They are so anchored, so chained to the debts that they've accrued and therefore need to be anchored to that job that they go, they work, they had kids. They could, they could afford financially, but not time wise. Cause wifey poo has to work. Well, too. that's another thing. That right. And then, but then what, when you talk to them, is it philosophical? 
is it like the the Mountain Pass podcast? You is should it- really read the new essay I wrote because it deal, deals with uh, a masculine geek where it talks mm-hmm. about um, your your mission is to live, not exist. I'm describing that type of guy who realize like the, the 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 philosophy is if you don't do this and you do this, then you'll be successful. Well, they one of the things that they cultivate is this: they avoid anything profound that might cause them to hold an opinion that might offend somebody that might interfere with their advancement. I mean, that's the fear is I have friends of mine, people have given me stuff like shirts and hats, whatever that they will not wear out of fear that they might get photographed wearing it. And they're kind of innocuous, but just they're a little, they're just funny, but they're just like, Oh, I can't have any, my, my, I can't have anyone see me wearing this. It's like, I'm like putting it on. And then of course I've got one of Jack Donovan's, you know, violence is golden shirts, <laughs> which of course I had to stop wearing because people uh, I knew were completely missed. They like, they took it for like murder is golden. I go, right. You do yeah. understand the difference between violence and murder, right? You know, boxing is violent, but they, whatever. But then I've also got, uh, um, for example, I was, <laughs> I was in Paris um, a couple months ago and I brought my uh, shirt. I have that has the Knights Templar cross on it. Right. And uh, a couple of French older friends. So we were at this museum uh, that's like a hunter's museum, right? Okay. And one of the French, uh, the, this older French gentleman uh, who's one of the curators, he's got his hands behind his back, kind of like this looking. And he looks at my shirt and he has this kind of wry smile and he brings me over. And they had these like dresser style cabinets that you would open up and he opens it up and there's these swords that are this big and or he like points claymores to the shirt and he goes, or something or no no like a like broadswords like a, a okay. sword from the medieval era and he points at my shirt and says yeah you'd like that <laughs> and then <laughs> then i ran into one of my we were meeting up with one of my relatives in paris and he looks at the shirt and he goes i'm surprised you haven't gotten stabbed yet <laughs> yeah. no, I... but that's the kind of th- like i it would never i have buddies who would never be caught dead wearing that shirt or any of the other shirts i've got one that has the uh, that quote from uh, Red Dawn, Wolverines, you know, it keeps me warm inside. It has the AK with all the checks. Like, I love this stuff, but they'll never wear it because that might that might interfere with their advan- their promotion. Right, but that and that's that's one. W- w- go <clears throat> next time you you go to the west side of the the Cascades. You know, go to a party, go to a a regular bar, and just you know realize like that that's there's their mental prison. They're self-inflicted mental prison. And you're going to realize they're never going to leave it, in part because they're wedded to dead, in part because they're wedded to a gal that might divorce them, in part because they got kids. It's, their life is over. It is literally over, uh, intellectually, philosophically, and mentally speaking. And they're not going to have another thought. Uh, and they're not going to be philosophically aligned with, hey, let's go live in the mountains, go hike and podcast and, and work remotely. From- whoa, whoa, just dude, dude, dude that's, that. that's kind of, man, that's kind of weird. What the train? Well, no, no. I'm just. I mean, I'm I'm mimicking the stuff that I get from people, and I go, "That's really, you know, you suggest something like going on a crazy hike or doing something insane or not insane, but just uh, just going on an adventure, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's almost a different mindset. Before, when you're a young boy, you see the world as sort of this adventure, like out of a book, right? You're going to go mm-hmm. out and do all this kind of stuff. Well, twenty years later, you see it almost as a prison. You see life as a prison sentence, right? And you're just waiting for your time to, re- and, and everything is, is focused towards getting that parole, you know, when you retire, right? That's what mm. it's all about. And then you realize that retirement is not anything it's cracked up to be. No, I think it's horrible. A, it's horrible. If, I'll if tell you, you right now, it's horrible. 
Yeah, and so this is something else that I've I I think I have learned. Correct me if I'm wrong. At a young age, retirement is an illusion. I plan to work some type of job as long as I'm mentally and physically capable. Because when I see guys retire, what do they do? They go back to work immediately after like a week or two because they got to right. do something. You, you know, you can't you can't retire. I've not to break. I've done very well where I work from home and I get out and I hike and do that. I probably spend more time alone than the average person. Well, I certainly spend more time alone than the average person. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of do, doing well with retirement, because this is effectively a retirement life, right. uh, I've, I've done very well. But it is hard. It is the hardest thing because there is no solution. The only solution is to go back to work. And then you go back to work and guess who's there? Yeah, like, Assholes yeah. and conformists and morons. And you're like, God, I can't wait to go. So you constantly oscillate back and forth. Right. You know, it's like dating girls. Oh, I'd like to have a girl to call up with. And oh, I'm sick of this girl. I want another one. Oh, I'm sick and tired of chasing the field. I want a girl to cut. You go back and forth, back right. and forth. There's there's no stasis, none whatsoever. Yeah. And I it's and the thing is, I'm already I don't want to say that because I work online and I do all this other stuff. This is the other thing that you're gonna men are gonna deal with. You are going to have to do be prepared to deal with a lot of um, I'd say. I don't want to say loneliness, but you will be peerlessness. You, peer, peerless you will be peerless. You, I'm surrounded by people all the time. I'm surrounded right. by people all the time. Fuck if I want to talk to them. There's, there's rarely well, an individual even, I want to talk people, to. There's plenty of people I talk to in town or whatever, but I just don't have anything in common with them because once you've accepted a lot of the, like you accepted a lot of things that are presumed to be true as lies you just you're not a part of their world anymore. You live it's it's almost like they're a different people, right? I there that it, is it, an outstanding observation because I've had that exact same. It's like Jesus, it's like we're made of different genetic. Well, it's like you're in a it's like you're in a foreign it's like you're in a foreign country, um, almost or they're you're just you you are living in the same place, but you have you have they have their world and you have your world, right? And you live by your rules and they live by their rules. They're still living by the traditional mainstream uh, rules of you do this and this. Like when I see these young guys that they're shacking up with a girl at 21 and you just see them on this blue pill process of, you know, eventually she's going to accidentally get pregnant and want him to settle down. And then he's going to find himself just things happen to him rather than him making things happen. What, what it really is, and this perhaps describes it the best is pretty much everybody out there is is a robot they are automatons they they might as well not have sentient thought independent thinking because they effectively don't in the end they do exactly as the programmed and trained right they all go into debt you know i find again i find it hilarious uh young people today they're so independent minded yet they do everything they were fucking told to do including vote democrat go a hundred thousand dollars into debt and follow their heart well, that's and why i make fun of and then yeah. but hang on and that's and it's like hi okay yeah you're a human being but you know when we get to the inner workings you may as well be pieces of plastic and wiring with a hard drive because you're not anything I can engage with. You're not anything I can actually genuinely disagree with. Like Adam Piggott is like the last guy I had a genuine disagreement, not because we disagreed, Over but because he had, he had a point and I wasn't quite sure of, of my, well, maybe and I would hear him. And then there was a point counterpoint and there was an exchange and I even really in an argument, but you know, like my God, that was so precious. 
Right. Uh, have. <laughs> Everybody else is, well, I disagree. That's because you're a fucking Nazi man. White suit, white <laughs> man. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't think you and I are going to really jive on an intellectual level. If you know? I, like, I have stories of, of actual literal quotes. Some of them I actually wrote down just because they were so amazing, amazingly bad. Yeah. Um, about the discussions and debates I've had with people over the years. And so, yeah, it's it's refreshing when someone can actually have a discussion or disagree with you and be intelligent at the same time. I'm not saying that everything I think only dumb people would disagree, but my point is for with people, most of the time they just say, well, that's not how it is. Or if you, they always appeal to social ostracization. If you want to get along or if you want to be the whole old thing that used to you. If you ever want to get married, you know, the, you're never going to get married with that attitude. Right. Like this. And it's like, now you're it's lucky of, she tolerates you. I've gotten that one a million times. Oh, oh yeah. Coming from somebody who's been vo- divorced twice, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's even, you could see it on the flip side where you run into that rare person. Like I was over at the, the local, uh, biker bar <clears throat> and, um, there's there's a bunch of bikers. I'm one of them. I pull up. This guy comes up to me. He's like, you're serious. I'm like, yeah, how can you tell? He's like, dude, your bike's dirty. Your jacket's windworn. You have patches that only I've seen a couple other people have. And he's like, I could tell. And then we ended up talking for about right. half an hour, and it wasn't painful. He knew. But but that is, you know. But that's, no, that's, that's rare. Thing. Well, that's another thing that's going on that I've noticed. And, I, and again, I just talked about on the podcast, but I'm interested in talking about with you and, and your, your listeners, is in my generation, and Atham was talking about this. He and I were chatting about, he's a, uh, Atham does spelunking, cave diving stuff. Right. And he's talking about how a lot of the young people show up, they'll do it for a while to get the experience, and then they leave. Right. Mm-hmm. And plus they hate Mexicans. We want to go <laughs> spelunking with a Mexican like Atho. I mean, come on. Oh my gosh. No comment, Your Honor. Hey, um, he said I had man boobs. Bullshit. I'm going to take every <laughs> crack I can in him. Um, uh, but I think that that is actually something that I do. So, what he was noticing, this biker guy was realizing you're not just a weekend warrior type guy when it comes to this stuff. You're somebody who actually enjoys doing it. This is what I hate so much about hipsters is they take something that I care about a lot because I, it's a genuine interest and they trivialize it by saying, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to wear the, the waistcoat with, uh, with the fedora and I'm going to grow out a beard and wear flannel and iron all in an ironic way. Uh, that's why I also hate like the, fa- the fake rule people. There are people who move to a rural area I mean, they they build a fancy mansion out in next to somebody's yeah, it's called Jackson, house. Wyoming. Yeah, and then what they do is they fill the house with all these 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 um, cheek boutique stuff. Like you know, I drink wine every day of the week. Ha ha ha! Isn't that funny? Next to some like vaguely spiritual plaque that they bought for a hundred dollars. Pray love or whatever yeah, the eat, hell. Pray, eat, pray horror you know <laughs> around and so uh, you know and whereas you go to a genuinely rural area and you see the dirty old betsy ross flag flying uh next to some like kind of dilapidated barn or whatever but you know those people are rural people right. and they're they, you know what they are they say what they mean and they mean what they say and so if they so if they say i don't really you know I don't think I like you very much, right? That you know they're just saying exactly what's on their mind as opposed right. to somebody who goes, oh, yeah, we're totally going to have to hang out. And then you try and reach out to them and then you need Chad Elkins does that. He's <laughs> he totally hang out and he never does. Um, hey, we got a compliment for you. 
Yeah. Uh, from Noah. Noah Costa says, oh, and, and Noah, by the way, I am going to get back to your, um, your accounting question, but we're going to wait for uh, Chad <laughs> uh, to get back from his love tour. It's like the love boat. Uh, but he's on a love tour in Canada. Oh, good morning. The love in Canada. Tour, yeah. Uh, kissing Canadian girls across the border. The love tour. Chad being a Chicago CPA whore. <laughs> He'll fly across the country. And Okay. Enough of that. Um, <clears throat> Noah Costa for $2 says, loving the history of America series, TJ. You you put some effort into that, right? Yeah, I I spend a lot of time when I do hikes. I'm just thinking about all this stuff, and then when I go home, I write it down. But yeah, that's been a great series I've been doing with Tim Keefe um, on just trying to answer this these questions. And and it was based on a lot of chats I've had with other people where they've actually pushed back on some of the stuff I've said. And I thought, you know, they're making good points, so I need to go figure out why is this the way it is and why. And so that was what I'm hoping to do with that series. And so we're going to be doing a couple more episodes. It's going to cool. get a little bit more cynical at the end. Tim, <laughs> Tim's the reason I have questions for you about your generation. He sends me very good articles, uh, which just makes me just hate your record, generation. I identify, as I identify with the greatest generation. I see myself as a modern day Captain America who went into ice and uh-huh. woke up. And I'm like, uh-huh. I want to go back in the time machine yeah, and go, go back. back. In the well, <laughs> I, 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 do you have a little bit of German blood in you? Yeah, actually, Prussian. Okay, whatever, right? Nazi. All right. Oh, my gosh. Nazi. There you go. There you go. See, we could play this game. Yeah, Prussian. <laughs> Prussian, right? The other uh, the other, the other, side of it. Cynic so. in chief for $2. How much silver and pay off the house first? You need 200 ounces of silver per person. Um, And I would get the silver before you pay your house off first. That's just me. <clears throat> Noah Costa for $2. TJ didn't let Nirvana lover Clary of oh, Nirvana lover Clary bring you down. Uh, oh, he says, TJ, don't let Nirvana lover Clary bring you down. Uh, we'll try you, not to let him do it. Yeah. You know what's funny about Nirvana? What? Kurt, Colga- Kurt Cobain's dead. That's what's funny. <laughs> you know what's funny about the doors? What? Jim Morrison's dead. <laughs> you know what's funny about John? Jefferson Airplane, was that it? I thought you were about to say the Beatles. No. Janis Joplin's dead, too. The only one I'll give any credit was uh, Jimi Hendrix. It's the only one. Uh, Beach Boys were always one of my favorites. Beach Boys weren't that hippy-dippy, come on, baby, like, like. They were singing about... That's why I liked uh, Brian Wilson. I mean, some of those that music they did, I think that they were actually, uh, technically speaking, he was way more sophisticated than the Beatles. Beatles was the same thing. Beatles are shit. (laughs) Don't say that in front of a boomer. Dude, dude, the boomers are going (laughs) to die into the night without a peep because they're all tucked with their tails behind their legs. They all fucked up. Only 30% of them have enough money to save for retirement. And they real, I mean, no one is listening. I mean, boomer now is a pejorative. It's great with well, boomers. Right. You can slam on them and it's not ages. Yeah, have you, I've seen, I've seen one get triggered by being called a boomer. Well, then he maybe isn't a, he's like you not being, he was, he was, he took offense. It's like you said, you get flack when you're over the target. Right. So okay. when, when somebody said it was like online, somebody said, well, I don't care what boomers sing. He's like, oh, da, 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 da. He was, oh yeah. I think he was, I think he was, uh, 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 defending. He was white knighting for some trad thought. No. And they, yeah, I know that, that old, never, that never man? happens. Are you saying these, <laughs> these people who got, Hey, Hey, hang on. There's a joke here. TJ, how many divorces does it take a baby boomer to become red pill? 
None. We don't, don't know. know. The world will never find out. <laughs> exactly. The world will never know. How many legs to the center of a Tootsie Pop? How many divorces before a male baby boomer wakes Let's the fuck up? Let's Prager. God almighty, ain't that the truth? <laughs> you know, marriage is a great thing as I'm filing for my fourth divorce. I love marriage. I've had three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do what we did. You know what was great with my folks is they knew never to approach me or my siblings about marriage or kids. Oh, it's kind of amazing. All we yeah. have, all we would have to do is raise one eyebrow and look at him with the look of, are you fucking joking me? Are you fucking joking? Are you fucking joking me? Well, and they, hey, and so that's never happened. Is that you talking to? You talking to me? I I, maybe I'll do that. I'll be like the looking behind me. Like, are you talking to someone else? Cause uh, fuck if you're talking well, to that's me. That's what's crazy. This is why I say we live in a, in a, uh, almost an hour now, uh, I don't. I wouldn't say explicit and direct matriarchy in my area, but it's where they can literally say your job is. I, I've had conversations where it's almost like you're going to do. You're going to get married, and you're going to do what you're told. But like, see, that's, what, that's part of that's the test of being a man. And the man would say, "No, well, fuck off, the, I'm well, not." I'm, saying, like, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. You do realize that you are reinforcing every any paranoias I may have had have now become non paranoid thoughts. You're openly, paranoia about what divorce. No, the idea that when you go get married, you lose your freedom and independence. And they're like, yes, you do. And you will do you it. You do. Yes. Right. It's up to the man. You early on say, bitch, I, no, I'm not doing X, Y, and But I think in, say, the South, it's more of they don't come at it that overtly. It's more of they try to they try to put a traditionalist spin of, oh, no, you're going to be a man and you're going to take care of your woman and you're going to raise kids and it's going to be wonderful and beautiful. Here it's, no, you exist to you know, serve the woman, serve you, you are here to do what you're told. One girl told me that her like, openly said, whoever I marry is going to be my slave. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah. I'm like, okay. But it, see what, what's funny is, you know, again, not all women are like that, but you can see some of that truth bubble through like they they slip and they short you've you've heard the stories multiple times no where fear. there's where, no well, fear that's gonna have any consequences. no fear but also they have no volume control where the guy says yeah so i got married and then on our honeymoon she's like oh yeah you wanted sex no the fun times are over i've heard that story several times and not like oh did you hear the story about the woman it's like no my buddy Bob or Frank or Steve, there are women like, okay, yeah, the fun times are over on. I mean, they literally think now that we got me, yes, it's out there. It's just, this is right. why, I don't know if you've paid attention to some of the articles I've written or any of the podcasts or videos that I've done. Um, it makes me wonder, because right now we, we know that women do not like sex as much as men. That's the, always the way it's been. It's always the way. And for God's sake, in the chat room, do I? Oh yeah, chicks suck my dick all. No, they don't. You lying sack of shit. Okay? <laughs> yeah, if, more, if women like sex, these... hang on, TJ. Not done yet. If <laughs> women like sex as much as men, we'd have overpopulation because everybody would have, and you would not have prostitution because you wouldn't have to pay. Men would not have to pay. Women would want to have sex as much as men. Uh, but then also, now that you have the government more or less taking over the role of the men, especially for the past. 30 years, arguably 50, you start to see women's psychology uh, and, and kind of they're showing their hand a little bit when it comes to marriage where it's like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to get fat now. No, we're not going to have sex. And well, you're here, you could see it and maybe it's unconscious. Again, most people are automatonic. They're not sentient. They're not aware of this. One could argue it's brainwashing. You don't need no man. Don't rely on a man. You're starting to see that, especially now with the younger generation, <clears throat> but it's, it's there. 
where it's almost like a black widow or praying mantis type of effect where, you know, I really hate you as a male, but I need you to kind of procreate. So I'm going to breed with you, but I'm going to fucking kill you. That is actually very as scary as that sounds. I, that's kind of the impression they get. There's strains of that. Yes. I think that, well, I think it's just, you have, they have so much psychological, they have so many contradictory beliefs that so much of what they've been programmed is con, um, at conflict with their biology, right? They, mm-hmm. they, there's all this, it just creates so much uh, uh, unhinged behavior. Uh, but also at the same time, I think the reality is they're so, not to get way too wonkish on this, but Rollo Tomasi has written about this, of the concept of reassurances or assurances. They have so much reassurance that no matter what happens, they're, they're, uh, strategy is going to be fulfilled one way or the other. There's no incentive or, or re, uh, reason for them to have to behave because you can go be a, uh, make terrible life decisions in your twenties. And then when you're 30, you can completely clean up and say, where have all the good men gone? And the pressure from society on men, this is kind of why I'm it, when you get to be my age and I, I still got a couple more years before I'm really into my prime on stuff. I'm, I'm getting there, but I got to be careful because there I'm saying that there's going to be a huge pileup of never married women. And they are going to look at men, my age who are not married and they're going to hate them because they know if you're a man who's, who's here's the thing. If you're a man who's not fat, you've got a good job, you have your house, and you're a bachelor, that is an implicit political statement in a couple that of years. That is. Yes. It's going to be saying, I know what's going on and I'm not participating. And they're going to hate you because they see they, – they had expectations that as soon as I get to be 29, 30, there's going to be a man there who's going to be able to provide me with the life that I want now. And when they see a man who could but is choosing to opt out – there's nothing they can do. Being married or choosing not to be married is one of the few freedoms that men today have. We can say no, and you eliminate so much problems by 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 not getting involved in and that. And that's and that's why I wanted to tell you your your instruments are dead on. There is no reason to get married. <clears throat> the only reason you would get married is if you were going to have kids. And that is a huge risk. That's a huge gamble you're taking because you would have to court that girl for five years, have really serious, harsh talks, be willing to walk out the door, huge prenups, marry in the right state. That, 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 that. I mean, there's a way to do it. That's the only reason, though, to get married is to have kids. But you, you're not being cynical. And I'm not trying to scare you. There's no damn reason for a guy to get married today. Well, that's and what a I young find- man like you and other young men like you should completely be guarding your freedom because the second you get married, you are subjecting yourself to a shit ton of laws that essentially make you a, a, a part-time, at, at, at best, a part-time right. slave. Well, that's the other thing I see in my generation is the men uh, – like we have a system where the kids spend most of their time with people who don't love them and don't know them. And the men spend most of their time around women they're not married to, and the wives spend time most of their time around men they're not married to. It's this weird sort of you they come together and then they go separate they go yeah, separate. They kinda, hey, we got married and then poof, we're gone. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I kind of threw that back at people. They're like, Oh, well, you want to be with somebody? I go, 
I spent most of my time around other men's wives (laughs) when I was back working in the cubicle. I go, so why would I want to marry a girl who's now going to go spend her time with another man? I mean, I've heard the term not, I don't think it was ever directed to me, but work husbands, right? Oh, I think it was Davis Arini called it uh, the corporate boyfriend. Well, that's more of the corporation as the boyfriend. I'm talking about where women will refer to men that they work with as their work husbands because they spend so much more time around them um, than their actual husbands. Right? You mean like how kids call their teachers parents and mom and dad because they never see their parents? It's always the teacher. Yeah, well, no, that's that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying I'm not against the concept of marriage, but guys, this is like – we live in an Orwellian world. Imagine living in Oceana and saying, I want to be, I want freedom. Well, they hear that word and they think slavery. So when they talk about marriage, they're not talking about marriage. Like I would think about it or what marriage actually is. So when people say, do you want to get married? I go, I always throw back at them, define marriage, right? They don't, they don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's where you're, you get, they don't know what to say because they can't say, oh, it's where you're with somebody for life. Oh, really? What is divorce? Like what what, explain divorce? Well, that's when it doesn't work out. What do you mean? It doesn't work out. (laughs) Okay. So it's not for life. It's, it's, how's it any different from a boyfriend, girlfriend? Right. Right. No, you're getting it. Hey, you're getting your pubes. You're getting a little wisdom there, TJ. (laughs) Figuring it out. Hey, everybody, come on over. Look, TJ's figuring it out. These guys figuring it out. No, I haven't. It's not that figuring out. I've been saying this for years. It's just everybody around me says, TJ, you're just so negative. Like, why don't you just change your attitude? Yeah. See, and that's, (laughs) you know what? And this gets back to, you know, the little epiphany. Am I right or society wrong? I'm sorry. Am I wrong or society wrong? And dude, society is so wrong on this one because these dopey fuckers are going, you know, half of them are going to get divorced. They're not, and then everyone's like, well, half of them are successful. It's like, yeah, and they're all miserable. I've seen I, them. That's I, can, I can count on one hand the number of happy marriages. I, I think two. I only know two truly happy marriages. Maybe three. Maybe if three. Amazon was a product. Oh, sorry. If marriage was a product on Amazon, what would be the reviews? Oh, God. And that's my point is I, I throw back at people and go, I don't care as a man. I'm not interested in what a uh, what the females have to say about marriage. I want to listen to a man who's married. I have never heard a man say to me, dude, this is an analogy I gave to somebody. I go, guns cost money, right? I've right. had men come to me and say, dude, you totally have to get this, this Ruger. You got to get this uh, Glock or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. this type of thing. or a, this type of car or whatever, or this new gadget or movie. So this video, I've never had a man come to me and say, dude, you totally got to get married. <laughs> I, you know, they, if they say it and Dalrock has pointed this out on his website, it's more of, well, I subjected myself to the, that's the attitude they convey. I, people always say my attitude, I go, what attitude or, or, or in, what attitude are you conveying to me about this institution? It's, I, it's, it's talked about the analogy I give is they talk about it like the I paying your income tax. It's intrusive. It can destroy your life at any moment, but right. you have to do it because, but the problem is it's not the income tax. You do not have to pay it. You do not have to do it. Yeah. No, there's, I, it's kind of funny. It, um, I'm of the philosophy, uh, that over the long term, because the market does weed out after a while. Um, and you know what? You're going to get fucking sick and tired of dating. Dating's a pain in the ass and, uh, dating sucks. And so I am of the opinion that, yeah, you should inevitably settle down with someone, but the fuck if the state has any right or say in it, 
So get yourself a nice long-term girlfriend. But people are just like, oh, bliss. I was like, no. Okay, dating really fucking sucks. Having a good quality, steady girlfriend sucks slightly less. I mean, and that's good. That's about as good right. as it's going and to you, get. And, you, uh, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to give advice on this stuff because this is just not my area of expertise in any means. I've avoided um, any kind of like – you're 18, how much dating experience oh, do you practically ah, have? Like, ah. right. But my, my advice would be is um, – or not advice, but my mindset – Well, actually, maybe I don't know if I want to reveal that too much publicly because <laughs> you get some stalker who's following you around and is trying to become that ideal. There's no idea – I think that's the other thing is um, that I've put away is there's no ideal. Don't be – I'm not looking for any specific – there's like these overall philosophies. Is she going to respect the the fact that I'm in charge of my household? I am Lord of the Manor, King of the Castle, Fortress Americana, Fortress sure. If she wants to enter the fortress, there's rules, right? Right. And, if, that she, and again, she's a free person. I respect her independence. That changes once she enters the domain and – if and I'm obviously going to hold myself up to a code of standards and conduct and and keep my word and say what I mean and do what I say, but there will be none of this uh, stuff about where I need to ask for permission. I will communicate with her about stuff, but the the, the way that relationships. But here's the other thing, Cappy, that's going to be problematic is when other people can act. I don't know if this has happened to you, and I'm interested in your thoughts. Uh, my fear is that I will try to have a normal, healthy relationship and other people will try to actively sabotage it because they know it's different. And if they can't get to me, they'll get to the girl. They'll go to the girl and say, I, well, he, he shouldn't talk to you like that. He, that's abusive. I mean, we're going to see the rise of where, where a man not letting a woman have access, his girlfriend have access to his credit card is financial abuse. It, even though it's in his it, name. It's, um, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I I cannot emphasize, and this is how you inoculate against it. The you know, again, people knew I didn't want to have kids. There was no ambiguity as to who I was when girls started dating me. They knew exactly who I was. And when girls would say something like, Well, you know, you should not, I'd be like, I'm sorry, is your name on the deed to this house? It's like, right. no. Oh, yeah, time for you to go. And guys are so desperate and trying to get laid and they don't want to be mean or whatever, they then let down their guard and do not defend what they've worked for on top of they don't defend their freedom. And so if you don't lay down these rules soon and early and enforce them over time, because women right. will test it, conscious or not, they will. I mean, even this morning, like the girlfriend, she's doing lollygagging about, and I'm looking, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, right. I'm like, get the fuck out of the house. I have work to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, and, and people, are, that's not romantic. That's not Cary Grant. When is, well, Cary Grant, you know, Cary Grant was a fictional movie theater guy. He it didn't exist. You have to lay down these laws and establish ownership. This is my house. Second thing. No, I'm not getting married. Well, right? I'm, I'm not getting divorced and you're not entitled to my shit. And, you're gonna ha- and here's another, hang on, not done. You wanted my wisdom. Here it is. And you tell them, and you're going to work and support yourself. Again, people are shocked. I charge my girlfriend rent. I'm shocked. You assholes let people live at your place for free, you know? And so you, once you lay down the law and you explain, and the, the key thing is a clear line, a delineation between mine and yours. Yours is all that worthless shit. You pissed away your money on mine are the savings and the house I paid off and my, my IRA. 
that's mine, not yours. I don't want yours. You're not getting mine. And then we can do nice, fun and things that's together. Gender equality. And we, you, <laughs> you damn right. You treat these women like men because that's what they wanted. And if you don't, then it's like, well, she became accustomed to a lifestyle where you were buying her X, Y, and nope, <laughs> nope. Bitch, you're paying for your own fucking shit because it'd be sexist of me to insinuate otherwise. And well, once you lay that down, clear, distinct between individualism and ownership, and you're paying for your crap, and this is my shit, and no, you're not living at my house. You're going to have your own damn house. It gets, and you hold up to it. It's not a rom it's not terribly romantic, but it maintains your freedom. It maintains your finances and it eliminates the risk that, oh, well, I'm, we were married or we, nope, we were never married. I, and, and, and you're forthright. Nope, we're never getting married. Nope, we're not going to have kids. And then they have no recourse, none. And I've never had anyone try and go behind me or, you know, be the devil whispering in the girl's ear in part because I think I scare the ever living piss out of everybody. Um, but, but it would be ineffective because, you know, here's the other thing. The, the ultimate nuclear weapon, the ultimate, the nuclear option is what, TJ? There's the door. There's the door. And you got to be willing to have her go through it and never see her again. And once you do that, it's very rare. A couple of girls have gone out the door, but it's very, and it wasn't fated to be. It is very rare to leave the door. So another a warning, and this is not from my own life experience. This is from wisdom. Another man imparted to me when you, if, if, you know, I'm, I'm in a different situation, but if for you men who say I'm not marrying you understand that she is going to interpret that as a challenge and she will initially be like you, you think she's the perfect girl and it's all to get you to lower your guard. I'm not saying that it's, it's it con conscious, but they're just, they see that as a challenge of when you saying where they're saying you value something, they're going to try and earn it. And they're going to try and be the best girl that you ever met. They will do everything mm -hmm. at first. And then once you start to, then they're going to start talking about the marriage thing. And they're, you're going to think that that's, this is the other illusion for men. Well, we'll accidentally get pregnant too. Well, that's another thing guys have got to, you know, you, you guys are, if you're, if you're smart, you're you do what, do what you got to do. But basically, yeah, that's another thing you got to watch out for is, uh, uh, that kind of stuff because they don't have to marry you um, legally. All they got to do is just in this day and age, and especially Eat your seed. Well, and I would say the other thing is this is okay. I'm based on my knowledge, and in Washington State, you do not have a girl. In, uh, for for other reasons, I my personal thing, no girl lives in the house, and the reason is because they get legal powers just dealing with the domestic violence laws. Right here. In our state, if the police get called to a domestic disturbance, they are legally required to arrest someone. They will always, and even when the girl is clearly the aggressor, they will arrest the man. I know a case of where in my hometown, there was a woman who was in the, the man's house was assaulting him. Cops got called. They arrested him and they act, almost tried to get him charged. And the girl who had been hitting him actually had to tell them, no, I was the bad guy in that situation. So, yeah, good luck finding a girl that's going to do that. Well, he got, I think she realized she thought she was going to get arrested from what I understand. And she was shocked when the the domestic violence counselor was trying to convince her that he was actually forced her. Like, <laughs> you, you, I'm just, I'm just, I know, I know. This I is why you don't. I covered the police blotter 
for enough cities where it's the same damn story every time. When there's a domestic disturbance, there is a template that is followed to the T. And if you're the man, you are so if you just guys one, don't here's one, the problem look if, women if, have if priced them a doorway is ever blocked during an argument crawl out the window or just sit on the couch and start just singing random filming songs. you just are film it. yeah oh, i'd say just just disengage completely or just lie on the ground you are better off doing either one of those two things than trying to force your way through a doorway once you do that you're you're legally you've just you might as well have taken a pot shot at a cop Right. The the other just don't see because there's two prices whenever there's the price you pay, but then there's also risk. And I'm sorry, guys, the risk is just not there. Separate places. All right. Until you really get to know the gal. Um, it's it's not worth it. It just isn't. And I mean, this is this is dating. This is freaking dating. This isn't even marriage or, you know, uh, living girlfriend or anything like that. This is dating. Forget it. But the narrative has been that they're taught that they've that they're taught that the guys that the people that they want to actually be in a relationship with that's month you're supposed to be in a relationship because you care about that person. They've been taught that they've been oppressed and that guy is going to oppress you unless you're on your game, but also they owe you. So it's this weird sort of it's this be it's borderline personality disorder uh, concepts of I hate you. Don't leave me. Right. Right. You, you're oppressive. <gasps> Wait a minute. Where are you going? Where are you going? Like it, that kind of thing. And I just think it's so neurotic. Um, it, and, and it's everywhere. Um, it's maddening I, too. If I you ever date one of those people, I don't care. And this is why I really truly despise the, the, the trad, um, the whole <laughs> trad thing. It's where, yeah, it's a mask, but you, you use the right words and that mask comes right off and they start breathing, feminist talking points about how you know women are held back in our society in some way and my thought is you know what if you believe that i'm not going to argue with you just stay away away. right and that's and that's what every well not every but well every young man has to face today is the you know i'm not saying the guys are winners either but the pool of quality marriageable women is so low given the brainwashing and their indoctrination to really hate you to really look at men and like, oh, you think I just had a, a client here. His his girlfriend gained weight and she says that he's shallow because he doesn't want to have sex with her anymore. Guys, the percentage of women that are actually marriageable is so small. You got to give it up just to save your ass to make sure you don't get in a legal trouble. Uh, so, you know, I it's but anyway, I, I want to let's let's move on here. We got a, a fair amount of super chats. Yeah. I don't want to just. Yeah, dating sucks. There you go. That's what <laughs> Evan Iyer for two dollars going to Vegas on Wednesday. Should I go to Freedom Fest? Yeah, sure. Why not? I, why? Why wouldn't you go? You ever been to that? Uh, no. Every day for me is Freedom Fest. Oh wow! Look at TJ go. Young Sykes for two dollars. Take my money, Aaron. I will. Thank you. I might get some Poke Bowl today. People kept thinking it was Poke Ball. It's not Pokemon. This is not a Poke Ball like the game. It's Poke Bowl, like a bowl of food. <laughs> there's a $20 one in here um Luis hey Luis happy Friday Cappy uh, happy Friday Luis is a geek he's into like anime and cool shit like me um he probably should tune into the older brother podcast yeah. been meaning to visit him he's over in LA and I've like oh but it's like this four-hour motorcycle ride and I just didn't have time and 
Here we go. Gino Ruffalo for $20. Thanks, Gino. Hey, TJ, nice flag. Uh, drinks are for you and Cappy on me. Oh, that's great. So we got drinks on Gino next time we meet up. For those of you who don't know, that's the um, a revolutionary flag um, that would probably also offend Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick ain't even educated enough to know what that is. <laughs> you know what he is? He's Al Bundy. He's a former football player. He is. He's a former football player. He sells shoes now. Um, let's get to some uh, sponsors here real quick, and then I got I got you have to answer for your generation, TJ. Um <laughs> There's Praxy. If you guys want, contact the captain with the Praxy app, P-R-A-X-E-Y. You can contact uh, anybody else on Praxy who's an expert in their field. So if you need like plumbing help or something like that, call your plumber on Praxy and get the advice and consultation you need uh, for money. I charge $3 a minute because I value my free time. And it's always when I'm running do people contact me on Praxy. So uh, have your question ready before you contact me on Praxy. And then you too, if you're an expert in your own respective field, you can offer your services through Praxy, not that hard. P-R-A-X-E-Y, go online. Uh, we have to go on your phone and download the app, but then you got to go online and set up an account and everything else like that. Asshole Consulting, if you need advice, like don't get married unless you're going to have kids, and even then, maybe not then, go to assholeconsulting.com, where for $100 an hour, we will save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your life by telling you not to major in stupid shit. Doesn't cost $100 usually. Usually it's $35 for a video, $25 for an email, uh, because the problems are not that complicated, especially since I'm allowed to consult you using truth. And truth allows me to be much more efficient with my words and saves me a lot of time and you a lot of money. So go to assholeconsulting.com. Get the swift kick in the ass you need from the world's only professional asshole, me. Uh, the Pence principle. I got that right here. The Pence principle, um, lessons all men must learn from Fort Cavanaugh written by Randall Bentwick. Um, did you hear about the GOP guy? I got that on one of my articles here, the GOP for governor candidate down in Mississippi who, uh, refused, uh, this, uh, female journalist, Oh yeah, that that blew up in my neck of the woods too. Oh yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> where this female journalist want to tag along with him on some road trip for fifteen hours, and he's kind of like, yeah, no, that's gonna look like we're having an affair, and I'm married. Well, it's, not even, and- it's not even that, but it's just, um, she. Again, this is the game they wanted to play, right? So win, have play a- stupid games, win stupid, win stupid prizes. prizes. Uh, what is her name? I want to find. Because we already know the the basics of it. What is the name of the uh, reporter? Female reporter, Larison Campbell. Okay, so I'm going to look up Larison Campbell. How much you want to bet she ain't some conservative, libertarian, let's do investigative journalism, but is instead some kind of leftist? Well, I mean... How, how many do you think there are, Cappy? Well, that's what I'm saying. That you know, okay, here you go. Here's a Gen X woman who majored in the liberal arts and and works in a leftist field. Fuck you. I, you know, I would I just ban. Be- you know what I would do? I just ban them because whatever. I do what I want. You know, I can what? I can do. I can make up any rules. I can make anybody who wants to interview me bow down and kiss the ring of power, and that's the rules. Right, if you don't here. like it, too bad. Here, right here, this would be. This is why you don't talk to the the media. You know, this is why if I was ever president, I get rid of the the press pool. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm on Twitter. I'm I'll do press releases on my own. Thank you. I don't need you people here to 
misinterpret. Yeah, Larison Campbell is a Greenville native who reports on politics with an emphasis on public health. She received a bachelor's from Wesleyan University and a master's at Columbia University's Graduate School of Journalism. You're a biased, lying sack of, of propagandist shit. Sorry, Larison, I don't trust you. You, you, there's, why would any non-leftist have this person tag along or ask you questions? This is not a journalist that wants to know about your policies or your stands on something. This is somebody that wants to get you. Um, well, I would, I would just say this is that if you want people to get rid of a bad law, enforce it. And that's yeah. the thing. They have this policy of, okay, men can be accused of hashtag me too. And if there's any, if there's not a third party witness to invalidate it, and I, you, you, but you, we saw the intent when they absolutely just vitriol hatred of Mike Pence that came mm -hmm. out. And I'm not a fan of Mike Pence, just for the record, his politics or whatever, but the fact that he has this policy of not wanting to be alone with women without someone else there, the fact that they flipped out because he checkmated them. He completely right. neutered them. He will never be accused that they can't touch him. And but what it exposed is what if every man did that, then hashtag me too would end. It would completely go away. Yeah. And no, so it, it's, it's that that's why I would say if um any female reporter wanted to come along, she would have to be in company. I would say, okay, if if we are supposed to believe all women and women are perfect and all this other stuff that they say, okay, great. You will be accompanied by a chaperone at all times. And if you don't like that, too bad. I well, don't care. Get here locked. it is. Here it is. All right. So I go to her Twitter. One, she's not as popular as me, which once again, like she does not have as many followers as I do. This is not a dick comparing contest. It's you're a goddamn journalist. You have a master's degree from the Columbia School of Journalism. Why do I have more followers? So this is a nobody. I've never even heard of the Mississippi, whatever she writes for. So her, her pin tweet is basically, I'd like to break down exactly why opinions like Mr. Beaton's and of course, Representative Foster's are about sexism, not self-protection. Bullshit, lady. It's about self-protection. And, you and, know what I would gonna, say? and you can see her bias right here where it's like, it's sexism. Well, God damn, did he just dodge a bullet? Because obviously she thinks that everything is sexism. Right. Not, I understand. Notice, yeah, exactly. Not, not, she did oh, not say, yeah. I can totally understand. And again, because they all believe that it's this, they see it. They see the me too thing as a weapon to control people and destroy them if you want to. So yeah. And in she fact, is, he should double down and say, he should double down and say, not only can you not be accompanied without a chaperone, but you will address us all uh, in a proper tone and you will also like basically enforce a dress code and all this other stuff and just make it really ridiculous. But just saying, if this is the game we're going to play, let's play. Do you want to play a game? Right. <laughs> and no, I, so if I was a politician, one, I wouldn't talk to the media. I would just use social media. Like I totally agree with Trump. Uh, not you, but what you said about Trump. It's just, there's no reason to have the press corps anymore. Yeah. Um, you just do live streaming and you use Twitter and you can you use speak Facebook. right to the people. You and also directly if, to the people. And if Twitter plays any games, if I was president, I'd say, do you want me to use an alternative to Twitter for doing this kind of stuff? Of course they're not, because Twitter's stock would plunge if mm. Trump got off. Well, anyway, he said, I'm you getting can, off. You you can see he he identified her, not with any level of cleverness or insight. I mean, you can just assume and stereotype. And she proved to be right. She's not a journalist. She's a political operative. She wants right. to change the world. Everything's it's like good. I'm I'm glad you don't have a journalist there. You have a Democrat Party operative 
that would fuck shit up. It's like what um I who was it? I believe it was Will. It was that uh, a ter- communist turned um, informant on the communists during the fifties. Uh, I think it was Chamberlain something. Mm. Whitaker Chambers. He said innocence rarely shrieks, but guilt does. So when they shriek like this and they make a big deal about it, as opposed to her discreetly going to him and saying, basically, why didn't she just say, I understand, I want to still do this coverage, right? Why didn't she do that? She didn't do that because clearly she had axe to grind. He denied her uh, an opportunity to, I promise you, she that there would have been a hashtag me too thing if the the race had been that close. If the race had been close at all, they would have, because- Again, we have a premise where all they got to do is just make an accusation, and it's it's holy scripture. It is ex cathedra. It was the 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 word of God has been proclaimed by this person. We must uh, obey. Yeah. So there, we knocked out that. I was going to ask about your generation there because it's your people, not my <clears throat> your journalism. I uh, then we have. Uh, well, I already mentioned the Penn's principle, so that we knocked that out. Four pillars of the neo Renaissance man. And that's written by a veteran, military veteran over in Canada. And uh, one of these days I'll get to it. You can find that on Amazon.com. It's basically how to be a man in today's world when being a man is so much hated. Uh, there's Going Home to Cherry Valley. Uh, Valley. There's a book written by M.L. Lewis. It's about a guy who leaves his wife to start anew in his hometown, Cherry Valley. And then she comes looking for him again. So if you're looking for a nice little piece of fiction Rollo was talking about how he think there he thinks there should be more red pill fiction and i i happen to agree with him um but mine would be more of a comic book nature uh rather than um, a uh, divorce only- story oh uh, what else i've plugged you guys enough i keep trying to get you guys above like the 2000 subscriber mark at masculine geek and like 30 people signed up i'm like come on you know at the same time though is i really think that we've got a good quality audience so if it's going to build up you know and we we appreciate everything that you and others have been doing to to really build up our base but um you know i've always been one of those guys where i as long as the the reader or the listeners are the kind of men that we want listening in Mm-hmm. to that stuff where they 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 are genuinely interested in that stuff and they've got great stuff to say we have great comments uh in chats people are always bringing interesting um things that are going on so i mean we're we're happy we obviously want it to grow but we're we're uh we're glad that it uh has gotten as far as it has and yeah. we've gotten i mean we've got great we've had great people on the show uh we, you know we just had rollo um talking on uh, about his stuff i mean that was yeah, and it's, it's a good podcast, too. I enjoy the show as well. Um, let me get through these super chats so we don't get too far behind. Adam Eldecua for 511. Do you guys own a cigar humidor? I do, or just buy as you need. I bought a humidor 15, plus 15 assorted cigars. Should be here next wo- next week. By the way, Caving Rocks. Um, yeah, I got a – well, you, you do pipe tobacco, right, TJ? Yeah. Okay, and you, you need to put it in basically, what, a bag and a fridge, right? Uh, no, as far as tobacco, no, I keep yeah. it in a, a, a couple of bowls, uh, sugar bowls, like the, okay. with the tops on, um, that just keeps it dry. You, you don't want it to be exposed to too much. Um, you don't want it to dry up. So, okay. um, but it was interesting. Atham was talking about that as well, but with the pipes, I just keep them on a little tray. Yeah. It was one of the newest ones I got. Um, yeah. So I do have a humidor. Actually, you could see it before behind my cowboy bebop. Uh, <laughs> 
a box character that uh, Chris Beckloff got me, of all things. It's underneath all that. That's where my humidor is. <clears throat> but Cowboy Bebop being uh, one of the many works of art that the uncultured and unrefined Rolo Tomasi has. <laughs> He's like, I don't need to see anime porn. I'm like, it's not anime porn. The greatest. I mean, I mean, ever. it's almost as bad as not having seen Doctor Strangelove. Almost, almost. <laughs> it's right over there. I got it right over there. Uh, the bearded nymph. Nemo Philist for $5 oh, says, this is for saying the Beatles suck. Thank you very much. And I got an email from him here that I'm going to read through if we ever get time. Do you got to get going anytime soon? Or? Me? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I can stick oh, around. I'm tell you, you're a liberal arts major. You don't have a job. Well, you oh. go <laughs> <laughs> Somebody donated 99 cents but retracted their message, so we can't read through that, but thank you anyway. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Keep those drawers. Athens for two dollars. Cappy is preaching Calypso, Oregon. <laughs> you ever listen to O'Shea Jackson? Uh, no. Oh, uh, he's he's funny. He's a cool cat. He's over in Poland becoming a doctor, and he's he's a black guy in Poland, and he yeah. he's predominantly like the black manosphere. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, and he runs a website, the Negro Manosphere. Uh, so you could check him out. I always get a kick out of him. He's even more crass than me. <laughs> is nows for two dollars is how do i get the girls tj how does one get the girls it, it is always a an elusive um, answer how one gets just the be girls. really nice to her compliment her all the time tell her how pretty she is you know open doors for her throw your coat over a mud um and compliment know, just, their shoes do, That's do the dishes do the dishes when she goes to spend time with her best friend uh chad <laughs> No, just make sure. And after, and after she has chat over, you know, make sure that you, you know, clean up all the, uh, the dishes and, um, his jizz, uh, make sure you clean up, <laughs> clean up after Chad's jizz. That'll show you how open-minded and liberal you are. Because that's only, that's how a, a true man who's truly secure in his masculinity lets his girl date other men. I was, uh, <laughs> going to ask you, um, have you ever heard of McAllister college? Does that ever make it out? of minnesota's uh, borders no uh, the only okay. thing i think of is the home alone when i hear that name no uh McAllister college is this effet liberal arts college in saint paul and i was running past it the other day because it's on summit avenue which is a uh, very nice that's where all the old money used to be so it's this nice boulevard now is running and uh catching flack from chad and atham for running uh <clears throat> and i was running past this campus and even though it's summer i'm like looking at what what i think were girls and i'm kind of like what who are, are, is dating even occurring? Like, how do you get it up for that? How does a guy, how is he inspired? How is his loins girded to want to go and plow that? Like what, what makes a guy a pro? Nothing. I was like, it, you, I could, I, I don't, I won't tell stories on, on air, but there's horror stories that would, that would have caused Edgar Allan Poe to like have nightmares. Just what over that, by the UW Seattle or what? what? I, I, I mean, just yeah, I, it's the heart of the beast, man. It's the belly of the beast. I know, I know. There's hideous looking women in Seattle I, and Tacoma. Every time I, I know. Every time Portland. I go over to Seattle, I just you know I'll be if I'm with a buddy, I just turn to him and say, "My boy, we're pilgrims on an unholy line." <laughs> <laughs> no, Dad, Marcus has the map. <laughs> You call the archaeology. <laughs> it's coming back. Oh, that's a great movie. There's more um, to the diary than just the map. 
Alexandra. <laughs> well, fortunately, I remembered my Charlemagne. <laughs> she talked in her sleep. <laughs> Dad, what? Dad, what? what? Dad, what? I'm as oh. human. I'm as human as much as the next man. Yeah, I was the next man. <laughs> Holly Bassman, it's because you're angry, Cappy, that they fear you, and we all love you for it. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Rage. Uh, even though it's gotten me in trouble sometimes has gotten me um, some benefits too. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that if anybody fucked with my personal life, I wouldn't just go in there and fucking kill them. I don't, I mean, seriously, like, Oh, you could critique, you could do that. But yeah, if all of a sudden I found out someone's like trying to, you know, whisper into my girlfriend's ear or, uh, you know, brainwash my little nieces into becoming feminist. It's like, I mean, are you, re are you religious? Yeah. Well, you better find religion real quick. You know? <laughs> well, it's just, yeah. I mean, uh, for one of the things I've been explaining to some friends of mine is you, you got to set boundaries. And also people need to know that if they cross certain lines with you, bad things will happen. But everybody nowadays gets so uncomfortable with that. Oh, you can't do that. I'm like, okay, that's why you get walked all over in your life is because yeah. nobody's afraid of you. This idea that people are should not people have a right to not be afraid of what you might do if you do if they do certain things. I, you know, I'm as as I'm a gentleman as much as I can be, but if certain lines get crossed, bad things happen and you know, it, you don't, there's guys who are like thermostats, their emotions will, can go up and down quickly. And then there's guys like me who it's a, it's a, it's a switch uh, might switch. Once we, once you cross that line, it's done. There's all emotions. You become that, that like super stoic Prussian general just says, we are going to go completely lay waste right. to that city, gonna... nothing personal, but, and nothing you say at that point is going to make a difference. We're done. We've, the right. discussion's been had. We realize that there's no negotiating level the city. I Send had the bombers, total destruction. I had a guy and I can't say <laughs> what happened, but I had him good. This is over 20 years ago. And, uh, it was one of those, let's go have lunch. And we met downtown Minneapolis and da da da. I ordered like this really nice food and this and that. I'm like, the lawyer's paying. And then uh, and I say, here's how it's going to work. And you could just <laughs> see him get pissed off. I'm like, and if you don't, this is what's going to happen. I was like, see a faggot. And he, uh, <laughs> meaning a bundle of sticks for the YouTube censors there. And um, yeah, he, he uh, but yeah, if, if you're going to get revenge, you got to make sure you can't lose. That's the other thing. Is right. Sure and also make it clear that if, if they escalate, it's like immediately it there. That's one of the, I think the law rules of power laws of power is when you go on the offensive, move fast and you just, you completely disarm them because even a wounded animal can cause damage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's rarely because it's usually not worth getting into it. And even back then what I would have done is I just would have walked away from the situation. Like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. This isn't worth it. I would have, would have been fine. Um, but yeah, usually I make sure that I got all the pieces and everything's in order and, and, uh, but thankfully that hasn't happened. Well, another lesson is, um, don't pick a fight with someone who has less to lose than you. Correct. Always pick a fight with somebody who has more to lose. Always and pick so, Thaddeus. Well, but that's the, so this is the thing you got to deal or I consider is people who are impoverished and who have criminal records 
they're far more dangerous than anybody else. You know want to know why? They have nothing to lose. If they're right. a druggie, they break into your house, whatever. But the guy who's got all the toys and property and liabilities, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to cause any trouble because some lawyer will happily take on your case to go get right. some of his stuff if anything comes down. So those guys are actually, I'd say, the most vulnerable. The more stuff you have in our society, the more vulnerable you actually are to anything legal. But if you're a guy who lives in a trailer and you you don't own anything, everything's on loans and you've got mm-hmm. credit card debt and you're on drugs and you've got a criminal record. You have you nothing to drug, lose. That guy ha- will have no problem coming and burning your house to the ground if you piss <clears> him off. So I always give those people extra consideration and leeway. You don't make enemies with those people at all. You don't cause trouble with them. You don't make smart ass remarks to them or make fun of them or mock them. You calm them down if you have to if you are forced to deal with one of them you keep them calm and happy um you know what's going to keep you calm and happy what cafe richese coffee cafe rich essay e-s-s-e hey how about um, tabletop legends of tabletop coffee are you guys going to make your own coffee we well we don't vince does through um legends of tabletop that maybe you should send me some for free and maybe i'll promote it it's a legendary brew <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Cafe Richese, he sent me like, hang on, let me go grab it. Hang on. I'm only doing this because I care and will help sales of other coffee. Uh, So he sent me four types. So this is one of them called Choice City Coffee. You know what we ended up doing with this? But we fed it to our plants because it is shit, Richard. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luis. It's shit. This is like cardboard. That, that the three others are great. They were fine. Like, oh, it's a good coffee. Choice City. My fu- is the city Seattle because that's the choices. That was horrible coffee. That was on par with church church basement coffee. So everyone go to chat cafe richese, um, dot com. Do not get city choice. Get any other but city choice. But that city choice that was horrible. Just horrible. So you've been you've been mentioning that you were wanting to talk about what's wrong with the generation I don't identify with. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to get there, but you keep rambling about, you know, <laughs> hey, do you know women are gonna divorce you? RDKlegal.com. Go to RDKlegal.com if you happen to live in Illinois or Florida, because that's where Russell of rdklegal.com is licensed to work and uh he does divorce and that's all he does contact russell if you're planning on getting divorced are getting divorced about to be served papers divorce thinking about divorce or thinking about what tj what why okay let me rephrase this when should people hire a divorce lawyer before they get married before (laughs) you get married do you want to get the vaccine for Ebola before you get Ebola or after you get Ebola. Just pointing this out. Uh, Academiccomposition.com. If you are currently taking summer classes and you have a paper that is worthless and pointless, which is half of them because you have to take your leftist, communist, Marxist studies classes and learn how white men suck and pay $500 a credit for it, I have Alex and his team of writing staff write your papers for you. Uh, go to academiccomposition.com and hire him out. And Alex is always hiring. He's hiring writers and he is hiring marketers. Uh, they are not exciting jobs because writing leftist Marxist slop is not fun or exciting, but it does pay and it allows you to work from home. 
All right, so go to academiccomposition.com either as a prospective employee or a prospective client. Tell them that the captain sent you. mngoldbuyer.com. Go to mngoldbuyer.com where you could buy all of your precious metals. Uh, TJ, do you have your mandatory 200 ounces of silver? I do. All right, good man. All right, everybody should have 200 ounces of silver per person, 200 ounces of silver per person. That should be enough to make sure that you are uh, okay in a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, then we have they had bought gold. Huh. They bought gold or uh, a couple weeks ago, man, because the, the price of that, and I expect silver... Um, silver is going to go up too. I just think that it's it's just not in the right spot Did right now. Did gold go up? What happened? Gold, gold went up by like two hundred dollars an ounce. Oh, really? Or three hundred dollars okay. or whatever. I just think in the long term, I think that those are going to be good investments. So I've held on to. They're not investments. That. They are insurance. Oh, sorry, sorry. They are good insurance policies. They are insurance policies. You don't care what happened. Well, what's the price of Bitcoin now? Do you know? I so I don't invest in I don't invest in Bitcoin. I don't need the. Th I, do you know what the price of Bitcoin is? Yes <laughs> no, or no? I don't. I okay, don't. Jesus. <laughs> Bitcoin. Let's look at the price. Oh, it's eleven thousand. Came down a little bit. <laughs> All right. It was at thirteen thousand. You got to read Bacon's Bacon's thing. Hang on. Let me get there. We got to get through the. Everything's pulling me one way or another. Uh, and then we have my books, Reconnaissance Man. That's for everybody out there who does not know where they want to live. And that's all of you. All of you don't know where you want to live. You know why? Because you haven't traveled the United States to go find out where you want to live. So go get the book, Reconnaissance Man. Get that and read it before you go to college. If you're in college, read it now. If you're out of college, read it now. If you have a job and you're like, God, my wife wants to move back home to Minnesota where they have good schools for the children. I want to be with my parents. Shoot that bitch. Bury her in the fucking desert. Run off with your kids and go live in a fun place like Texas or, you know, uh, Denver or something. You've ha have you had that? You're, you've never been from a cold area. Like all the Minnesota women, they'll go run off to like a warm place. And then once they have kids, they want to move back to Schittsville here. TJ, hello? Hey, what? Have you have do you have that where the women will go live in some nice warm place with their husbands and the second they have kids they got to move back to Shitburg because they want to be close to their parents? Mixed. Huh? Mixed. It's yeah, mixed. It, ha okay. it has happened. You want you want brief answers, so that's a brief answer. Okay, yes. All right. Uh the black man's got out of poverty. Uh, that's for every one of our black listeners who are not in poverty but would like to get out. Bachelor Pad Economics, mandatory reading for all men under the age of 80. Worthless, young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Enjoy the decline. That's how accepting and living with the death of the United States. Curse of the high IQ, mandatory reading for everybody listening, which is how many people we got listening right now? 129. Holy cow. And if all of you could like the video, that'd be great. Uh, poor Richard's retirement. Do you have an IRA? Do you have a 401k? No, you don't. Have you saved anything up for retirement? No, you haven't. Go spend the, what, eight, $9 on this book and learn how to retire early. It's a lot better if you start now. Do not wait till you think you have the money to retire. Start now. Go get Poor Richard's retirement so it gets you off. This is the foot that will be applied to your ass to get you off the couch to go and invest in retirement planning. <clears throat> and then we have the best of Cappy's books. That's just the uh, best of my blog posts that you can find online. Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved, and Love Letters to the Left. All those have uh, old school kind of 1940s pinup on the cover. 
because it pisses off all the right people. Uh, and if you've already bought these and or you don't want to read anymore because they won't apply to you, review the ones you have bought online. I appreciate it very much. We had a bunch of social justice warriors come in and do a bunch of one-star reviews. If all 118 of you listening now would like to go and review those books, that would be amazing. And then actually put the ranking where it belongs. We also have uh, Adam Pickett's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. You can find those on Amazon as well, paperback, Kindle, and audio. And visit our good friend Adam Pickett at his website, pushingrubberdownhill.com. All right, what did Bacon say? What's going on? Read the chat. He says, uh, "Where? oh, there's Bacon. Super shekels because TJ will keep it brief. <laughs> well, I, I almost want to do a, a segment on my podcast where I say, like, the, I'll keep, I'll be brief. And then I I'll just go brief. on for an hour. Yeah, I'll be brief. <laughs> oh, what else? Um, <clears throat> let's do this. Do you want to, whores or nuns? What do you want to talk about? Like guns or knives, butch? Guns or knives? What movie is that from? Mr. Old School Movie Aficionado. Guns or Knives? Guns oh, or Knives, Butch. A, oh, but, oh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, yeah. So you get a choice, nuns or whores. What do you prefer? Uh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> like none of the above. That's good. That's, no, but that's what, that's what Paul Newman said in the movie. Uh, oh, neither. I don't even know that one. You didn't know that? Oh, dude, that's <laughs> no. hilarious. He just quoted oh. Paul Newman. We oh, can gosh. talk about how millennial girls are turning to sugar daddies to pay for their college, or we can talk about how millennial girls are turning to the Catholic Church and becoming nuns. Okay, we can talk about either one. All right, let's do the nuns because I think we've already covered the sugar daddy well, thing. I was, yeah, I mean, you brought it up. I was actually just chatting with somebody who, who sent that thing to me too. And um, I guess, yeah, you give your thoughts or I can go. It's, it's just, wow, really? Rich men are paying hot young women money to sleep with them, and women are using that to pay for their well, degree. I don't even think, in a lot of cases, I so I actually have come across sugar babies, like mm-hmm. I who I know, but they just get paid to go. They basically just the guys take them out on dates, and that's it. Like there's right. no, according to them, there's no, you know, God knows whether they're actually telling the truth, but I mean, it's going to get to the point where we're we're going to have open prostitution, but it's going to be called sugar babies. And it's going to be, you know, just guys be prepared for the rationalizations that's going to occur about how it's not, it's not communism. It's democratic socialism. It's right. not prostitution. It's sugar baby. But here, here, it's always been prostitution. Well, that's the point. It's that a guy always been out, prostitution. He said day is like dating when guys dating, the word dating was developed for guys who are trying to come up with a, a polite way of saying, I'm visiting a prostitute. I'm going out on a date. Okay. Right? That's what original dating was about. Whereas right. courtship was where the guy would go to the, 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 the girl's house where she was living with her dad and they had a candle with that they would burn. Once the candle went, it was a courtship candle. When it burned out, he had to leave. But they stayed in one room and they were supervised. They had chaperones and all that stuff. So dating was, one second, was prostitution. I mean, it's always been prostitution in my home. Thank you. But nobody, you. but it's just amazing how they try to moralize and romanticize a, what is essentially an economic transaction. But what do you think marriage is? And a well, wedding? Think, that I, was a business well, transaction. But I think the thing with marriage is, again, that's where I come back with people saying, if your viewpoint is it's a, an institution for life, 
That's one thing. But if it's not an institution for life, it's an economic transaction. Thank you. And so, that's, that's where I, I don't really know what the news is here. Like, you know what? Zero Hedge is kind of like those older Gen Xers, younger boomers, where they're, they're a right. little bit even slower than me. They're like, say, wait a second. Oh, this Jay Wellikers. Like Jay Wellikers. You know <laughs> that there are girls that are paying off their student loans by going on dates with men who are older and have more money. Uh, What's wrong with those young men that these girls are so desperate that they're going out? right. Yeah. Uh, I don't even have to read through it because we know what it is. Uh, Anna and many other sugar babies said sex is expected by the majority of men on the site. Then to counter your story about the women you know who are sugar babies, I know the sugar daddies who use this, and they do get sex regularly. And when I've done the math and calculated it out, they're coming out ahead financially because they don't have to go in court or deal with candles or whatever. Well, Jebediah Springfield I, I mean, story that's... you were telling me about Little House on the Prairie. Uh, these these guys <laughs> save time and money because it's like, here's your $1,000 a month and I get three lays. It's like, well, that's saving you, you a lot you know of time. You know what's sad, though, is that I see that in a lot of ways is more moral than modern dating. You want to know why? Because it's honest. It's honest. They're honest about what they're doing. Yeah. As opposed to, well, they call it, I mean, they're using sugar, they're just sugarcoating to pardon the expression, they're sugarcoating what they're doing. It's prostitution. They girls don't want to say I'm a prostitute, you know, that's call girl, but now it's sugar, sugar baby is the new call girl. That's what it is. Yeah. And for men, they're they're not date, but I, I just I like it because they're at least coming out and being honest about what is going on. It is a girl who's Offering her body in exchange for money, attention, validation, whatever it is, but that's what it is. It's not, and that, but that's what it's always been for the last 50, 60 years. I think that back in the day it was a little bit different, but we've been in denial about it for so long. Well, I'm not, I'm not even going about the nature of this. What I'm very curious about, and these two are related, let's see if you can guess this, TJ. Millennial girls and younger girls than that are resorting to seeking arrangement or sugar babying. Right. What is the connecting? Why is that similar to increasing number of millennial women becoming nuns? Well, I'd say that they're turning to something to take care of them. You nailed it. You hit it right on the head. This has nothing to do with, oh, I'm just here having fun, or I found Jesus or the Lord. This is, what is it? The religion is the last uh, refuge of a, of no, a you're thinking vagabond of or something. What, what's the saying? No, that was patriotism is the, the last refuge of a scoundrel. Of a scoundrel. This is basically the same thing. I would say religion is the last, but isms are the last refuge of a scoundrel. And I don't believe for one fucking second that these gals who, oh, I found Jesus. You know who finds Jesus? Fakes and frauds. That's why you, when you walk into the church, 95% of the people are bullshit frauds. There are so few people that actually you know, believe in God or Jesus or whatever. So when I see a bump up in the number of millennial women becoming nuns, I'm like, huh, could it be your sociology degree? Day? I even remember, now it, now it comes back to it. There was a gal who wanted to become a nun and she got rejected because guess what? Why? She couldn't become a nun because she had student loans. And if you have <laughs> debts, you can't become a nun. You know, it's so and you and I have chatted privately about this. I've got my own thoughts on this whole phenomenon that's going on that's just equally as cynical, but from a more internal perspective. On mm. you know, they call it the God pill or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. This is my take on it. 
it's it is the equivalent of someone who declares bankruptcy after maxing out their credit cards. Right. These are this is not the same as somebody who ha- whenever somebody says I, be- I this is who I am now, you have to ask yourself look for signs of authenticity. Mm-hmm. And what incentives do do people have to turn to uh, you know, and ever like they also people get religions in other ways. This is just one form of it, right? The right. God, in my humble opinion, the God pill is people who've just completely made terrible life decisions, and now they're trying to climb their way out of it. And the thing about the about religion is, as they see it, it gives them a clean slate. Well, right, it's fatism. In, I wasn't in you know, control. The Lord forgives. The Lord provides. Yeah, I've seen, dude. I've dated enough Christian women to see. Right. fucking horrible people but they then but run the, to christ and like oh I'm a, I'm a virgin now again like get the fuck you're even worse than well, a that's the thing is is but that's the that's the telltale sign when these people who talk all about the god pill you say if they're genuine they are have a sense of humility and also like they're focused on um ref, kind of not necessarily reforming themselves i'm not going to try and get too technical theological but you'll see them change and they're also going to be more compassionate towards other people who are not perfect, right? They're going to be right. more forgiving. But if you see them and they've got this sense of entitlement as or a result, superiority, of, right? When I'm not going to name names, but when a girl makes terrible life choices in their twenties gets to be about 30 and then says that their history um, doesn't matter or, well, you know, you men, unless you were perfect, you don't get to judge. That is clearly the sign that they do not want to suffer the because here's the thing you can turn to God that doesn't make that doesn't wipe away the consequences of your life choices it's the same thing with the student loan thing you know you, you they think that all that stuff just doesn't matter or you need to uh, forgive well, first of all they confuse forgiveness with subsidizing right when they say you need to forgive me for it okay I'm not required to marry a girl that on on it, all that stuff in order, you know, they say that's not very loving. Well, that, I'm not le- I'm not morally bound to marry the first girl who happens to show up and say, I like you. Right. We, right. we have a right to look at that and say, also question the, the uh, be discerning and say, I have a right to wonder whether you're genuine and authentic about that. And I think that a lot of cases that's not true. And uh, all these people who are, you know, posting logos rising, you know, low, they're all obsessing about all these logos. different things. The, logos. What's Logos? It's, oh, it's, it, Lord it's of the last, Rings guy. No, it's referring to this Greek concept, um, oh. this Greek word that that just it, it, you see this on Twitter where all right, it's I, a fad. whatever, whatever. It's a, it's you, a fad. It's a fad, okay. and people are jumping on it. But are they actually internalizing it? And the more you hear people talk about stuff, this is my been my experience. The more I hear someone talk about something online, the less that likely they are to actually do it in their own life. Because right. people who are genuine, are discreet and quiet about what they do. I um, just for anyone listening who's a younger man, and I'm sorry, lady. I mean, maybe it happens to guys too, but I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, the give me a secular girl, any give me a give me an actual prostitute. I've known prostitutes. Give me them, and give me single moms. Give me anyone except for a Christian girl. Because I have not met a legitimate Christian girl who was authentically Christian as opposed to someone who claimed to be Christian and was a true villain abusing the religion and hiding behind it and using it as a weapon 
to compare right. the men. Like it, it was a, it was a, a means of control. Like, well, here are these right. rules and I answer to a higher authority. And if you want to even look at these, well, then you got a long way. And it was hell dating these hypocrites. And they're just vile. They're, they're, they're anything but Christian. Oh, well, they also are, don't think that the man has a right to hold her to her own beliefs. Oh, well, just, and, and, that's, and, that's I wouldn't even get that. I don't, I never even got that far with these girls. It was once, once, you know, one time I remember not joking, TJ gal was buck fucking naked in my bed. And we're about to, she's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, and already that's not a good sign. No, <laughs> already it's not a good sign when you're both buck naked and like about to go in for a kiss, which I don't know how I got to that point where the clothes were off and it wasn't a kiss. And he's like, well, I can't kiss you. I'm like, what? Dude, that's I mean, just, the- just completely fucked me. I'm like, what? She's like, well, we have to be engaged before we kiss. I'm like, get out. Just get the fuck out. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Dude, oh, that, but that, she- that's the neurotic. So you combine, and this is what's so dangerous. You combine blue pill philosophy with religion it's they see that if you're a secular blue pill guy that's one thing but or gal or whatever but now they're saying you like uh, they're like crusaders it's it's a fanaticism but i mean the thing is and also i what they exploit is most of the men in the church like you're saying they're there they don't know how they they don't know what they uh what they actually believe so they're easily manipulated but somebody who's actually knows what they're doing those girls will run away from those guys in a heartbeat because well, they, can, for, they can they can smell them out. They can sniff them out easily. Well, they can they can look up look up and down a man and know that guy is going to hold me to what I actually believe. I'm looking for a man who accepts me as the moral authority, right? Like the supreme moral authority in a relationship, right? And here's my convenient excuse called religion. Well, they'll that throw all right because you know you're yeah, not going to be perfect, so it's a it's a perfect weapon. Like you're not perfect, so you got a long way to go. Like because you'll never attain perfection. Right. So they, I don't know, and I've I've never understood what the what the incentive was for Christian aside from pure evil control, I guess. Well, uh, because think about it, it's it's really it's neatly the the just the way it is is it it works really well for a girl who wants to go, you know, live the party lifestyle in the twenties, and then. 
You parted mm. your left side of your mustache before your right side. It says in Leviticus <laughs> well, that that you know causes what? I lice. Could, I could have done. I could have done whole. Doesn't matter that kind of stuff. This is about of one. It, we could get into that stuff, but it's just you just call them out and say, I don't think you're genuine, and I have a right to figure that out because you're asking me to to commit to you. I'm completely within my rights to do that. Um, and then the church would try and judge if the, anybody in the church would try, but that that's the problem is there's so much of that blue pill philosophy that's infected the culture mm. that they, they presume that when a woman speaks, God is speaking through her when she, her, like her emotions, Dalrock well, really that's gets true. Right. That's true because it's, women are perfect. TJ, didn't you see the sign? Right. I'm, and uh, yeah, I, I gotta hold my. I gotta hold my. Bro- don't I gotta, get in trouble. Don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble. All right. Um, I I don't even know if because I'm looking at this article here and it is long. Uh, let me just get into it. Behold, the millennial nuns. More and more young women are being called to the religious life after 50 straight years of decline. What on earth is going on? So as I do normally, uh, I skim quickly the article. I do not read it and. I was kind of hoping this would be kind of a, well, there's trends and research and this and that. This is a 20-page diarrhea of the mouth written by the <laughs> shock. Eve I'm Fairbanks. shocked to so we'll, here. Yeah, we'll just go uh, real quick. I went to a science magnet high school graduating in 2001, but in my late 20s, I began to notice that some of my classmates were turning towards the Catholic faith. It surprised me. My high school was ostentatiously secular. We had a steel statue on the front lawn depicting the triumph of mathematical logic. Our senior class president wore a giant calculator costume to football games. When my government class held mock debate over abortion, only two students out of the 18 volunteered to argue the pro-life case. How would you like to go to that school? And near the end of the 2000s, half a dozen old friends I remembered as logical skeptics and trend-forward internet connoisseurs had become deeply religious. Some of them had been raised loosely Catholic, some had not. They blogged, they wrote Facebook posts about their conversations, they shared memes about contraception-free family planning. They seemed to want to celebrate their lives. One Catholic classmate chronicled her experience starting an organic farm with her husband and seven children, twining advocacy advocacy for lefty soy boy things like GMO baby yogurt with tributes to the late Justice Antonin Scalia and pictures of homemade pizzas and tomato sauce patterns meant to look like Jesus's wounds on the cross. Okay, so we're going to go. She keeps talking, keeps talking. I'm looking for numbers now. I don't see numbers. Here's some numbers. In 1965, America had 180,000 perpetually professed Catholic sisters, a technical term for women who have pledged their lives to chastity, poverty, obedience, and serving the church. By 2010, that number tanked to fewer than 50,000. In 2009, more Catholic sisters in America were over 90 years old than under 60. Right about the time I began to notice my high school classmates burgeoning faith, something flipped after 15 years of decline. The number of young women discerning religious life are going through the long process of becoming a Catholic sister substantially increased in 2017, 13% of women from age 18 to 35 who answered a Georgetown University-affiliated survey of American Catholics, that alone was two sentences long, reported they had considered becoming a Catholic sister. That, that, that's just, they were considering it. How many actually converted? See, this is, and they're aspiring there are more than 90% American nuns, neither did I white, fewer than 60% new entrants communists did. They're also younger. Women are joining at 24 instead of 40. You'll find these 20-somethings like other 20-somethings all over Instagram and YouTube. Some investigate which religious order to join on a website called Vocational Match. 
Com, basically a dating app for nuns. You get the sense these women get a kick out of demonstrating their enduring link to basic bitch concerns like food, Instagram, and college. God almighty. So the, the, what I'm not, seeing, hang on. Just, you know what? I'm not going to read through this thing. This yeah. is just, just, it's, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be painful. <laughs> What's going on is it's pretty obvious is that they, they, a lot, this is, so you and I have talked about the the piling up of never married women at a certain age, but also you're just seeing a total breakdown in the relationship between men and women, even starting at a young age where I think, who knows? I don't know what's going on with the youngest generation. I need to actually sit down and chat with some of them to just get their, their field reports. You know, what's mm. the, what's, what's the battle like going on there? But I think that it's, you're, you're, going to end up seeing people or women that are going to turn to different institutions. For example, I don't see them becoming a nun any different from them working at a, at a corporate career. It's the same thing. You go, right. you serve the corporation and you remain childless. You go to the nunnery and you become childless. You go There's, to the puppy shelter or the animal rescue shelter. Something to focus their energy and attention on rather mm. than focusing inward on the home and with a family. So I'm seeing more of this going on, but what's so devastating for this, and I'm not Catholic, so it's, it's neither here nor there for me, but they're going to go in there. They are going in there for the wrong reasons. And this is why, and I'm, I'm wondering what the standards are because from what I understand to become a nun, you have to be there for a long time and you go through these different processes, but you don't take your final vows after you have to have been there for like four or five years. So you have a long time to make up your mind, but they also, they also will decide whether or not you're fit to be there as, as a whatever. Uh, so it just, this is, but this is the problem with a lot of these. It's like with psychology. Why do people go into psychology? Cause they want to figure out what's wrong with them. Right. Why do they go to all these different things? Because they're trying to figure out what's wrong with their own lives. And it's the same thing, honestly, with seminary is you have guys who've had spiritual crises and then they go into theology school to try and figure it out or get right or whatever. Um, and then there's other reasons, you know, they're coddled by their mommies at five. I'm like, you're such a nice boy. You should be a pastor. <laughs> you're such a good boy. And then he's just fed that nonsense by the guy, the girls. And so he becomes a mama's boy and then goes to seminary, eats that garbage up and then goes out and becomes a pastor. And he's just a complete wreck. And his theology is completely off. It's, it's a total nightmare to deal with. Um, so I, this, there, we'll there, just, I, if you hit it when you were beforehand, what you said before. Yeah. There, <clears throat> I wrote an article called if not men, then what? Because I look, you know, if you look at it very plainly, men and women are designed to be together both right. metaphorically. And by the way, physically, I'll, I'll explain anatomy to you. One of these, days. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a little bit young, but we'll have, did you get that book? What's happening to my body? I dropped it in the mail for you. Have you gotten that yet? Um, no, not I, yet. Okay. You, well, you we'll, might've, we'll you might've. <laughs> so, you know, you got nature telling you, Hey, this is supposed, you're supposed to be together. Um, this is how it works. And if you're going to ignore your genetic programming and what you've been conditioned and biologically programmed to be for 2 million years of human evolution, I just find it amazing what women will run away to. To avoid that, because they, I don't know, they believe the brainwashing they got. They're finally, quote, free to do what they want. And it's just, it's like, so you're going to become a nun? 
Oh, so you're going to go and be a corporatist? Oh, you're going to be a professional student and never end going to college and you'll just be really a really, really, really educated and really shitty, pointless subjects and then you'll die? Right. I, it's, it's just it, – uh, it is, I guess, part of enjoy the decline or watch the show. Like this is part of the show where it goes like, we don't need you. And I don't want to depend on a man. And I hate to sound so repetitive, but I keep getting emails. Like the, I got a request today where the gal doesn't want to have kids because if she did, then she'd wear that he would divorce. And then she would have to depend on someone else. She didn't want to depend on someone else. And it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. You know what? It's a daily reminder that you girls don't need us, you know, and we're getting the idea. Some of you just hate us. That's fine. That's fine. By all means. Well, I'm curious my... to see you live the next 50 years of your life. Go. What's going right. to happen? And I just sit there eating the popcorn. Like, <laughs> all right, what's happening? <laughs> oh, look, she's $250,000 in debt for a women's studies degree. What's the other person? Oh, look, she's on you know, her fourth boyfriend who pumped her and dumped her, and she's 41, and she'd like to finally So, What's this girl doing? Oh, she's, she's becoming a nun. Oh, this girl. Oh, she's she's rescue dogging. Oh my god! Well, they, and it's just it's just this well, vain, you, pointless, unrewarding pursuit of point worthless and completely pointless, like the filling in this void. And I just they're never gonna come back. That's the thing. A lot of guys are like someday well, I will wake up. It's like no, it's just like I'm waiting to see super, how far they go. But they're supernovas. Like I've seen it. I've seen it myself when yeah. a girl gets over a certain age, not married, no kids, they start to implode. And that's why you see the hysteria with a lot of these girls, like these celebrities or whatever you see, uh, like Brie Larson's going through that. Dale, Taylor Swift's going through that. They're, they, they start to just psychologically break down and you just guys stay away. <laughs> just stay. No, I'm not even joking. They, that's where they they'll do any because they one they realize that their 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 youthful days are are ending a new crop of girls are coming up and getting attention from the guys that's where they start doing the hashtag me too and i was raped and he sexually assaulted me because he kissed me on the 20 cheek years ago 20 yeah. years yeah. ago and i don't remember the whole thing but i remember that part nothing else like oh this is where they just they get hysterical and it's all just because they're needing someone to say that just like they know. needed a guy as far as I can tell, not to sound like raw team guy, but again, wouldn't, wouldn't husband and kids or at least a husband have solved this problem or well, right. But that's the, that's the neuroticism. They just, it's just, I mean, I've really become very fascinated with observing and studying dysfunction. Like people who are so dysfunctional, you can't, you can't interact with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, because they, for example, if you encounter somebody who's a control freak, they're incompetent, they're a control freak, and they don't want to give up control, but they want you to help them fix something they're doing, just <laughs> step away. Don't argue, don't even debate because they'll just say, no, 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 we'll fix it, we'll fix it. And then they just completely ruin it. And they, they're, it's just so weird. Just stay away. And, and the same thing with these girls who are getting over that age, who start getting hysterical and they got that crazy look in their eyes stay away do not talk to them do not associate with them don't give them any reason because they're going to turn on some guy they're going to like blow up at, uh they're going to blow up at some guy you just don't want it to be you right go out in the mountains go on your motorcycle <laughs> on go, go watch world war guys you can while they're out there and the world's exploding you can be watching 12 o'clock high on your tv at home with a drink in hand and a pizza right without There's, permission just without get, permission, tj without tj permission. 
can 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 I do it at like eleven thirty in the morning if I want to? Yeah, you can do it at six o'clock in the morning. Really? I know. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Man. If only there was like a country that allowed you to do those things. It's five o'clock somewhere all the time. <laughs> I always got a kick out of when I used to booze a lot. Yeah. You know, get my work done. And I'm like, isn't it a little early? I'm like, fuck you. I can do whatever I want. Get out of here. Like the I got my well, shit done and paid for. What do you, yes, I can well, do this. I remember one time I was, when I was younger, I was cooking bacon in the evening and somebody goes, why are you making bacon? It's not breakfast. And I go, I can make bacon whenever I want. Was there some rule book that said you thou shalt never eat bacon after 12 o'clock? It's like, I can have waffle. This is the thing. You can do whatever you want and people can't just say, oh, you just don't do that. I can do whatever I want. I do what I want when I want, how I want, if I want. And I'm not asking for anybody's permission. When I, this is what kind of I find funny is when I say I'm going to do something like, well, you shouldn't do that. It's like, I wasn't asking for feedback right. or input. I was making a declarative statement. Thou let there be light, not is it okay if I have light, right? <laughs> let me ask you this because you're on a very similar path to me. You catch a lot of criticism in golf, right? Well, why did you do this? Why did you have bacon? Why did you, you know? Uh, <clears throat> do you also have the people like, Geez, TJ, I you know it's I find it amazing. You just get to go and hike whenever you want. Did you get anyone who compliments you about your life? Y- yeah, there's, and I have to also caution them to say, uh, you know, don't don't be too romantic about it because there are costs. No, no, no I, I'm are, just saying, right? There are do, there are men who say that, right. um, But they tend to be men who are also bachelors. <laughs> well, right. It, my favorite, ha, have you ever had it where the person who's a man, I wish I could, oh, that's a real good setup. But then they criticize you for having bacon. Has it uh, bacon in the morning? Has that ever been the same person? Uh, no, most of the men, honestly, that I pity, they don't say anything. They're, they're kind of just, okay. they're, um, and I've, it, things have changed in my life. It was bad. I'd say when I was younger, like at that age where it was traditionally, that's when you get married, yeah. according to the book of second opinions, you know, chapter three. Uh, but the, it's kind of gotten to the point where people just, I think a lot of people realize uh, I don't care and I'm not going to listen. You just, you, you stop arguing with people and you just say, I don't care. Yeah. Or, that might, or that whatever. Might or just, I just, whatever. But um, and also people who get, they focus on other stuff, but that's why you just don't inject. So when some girl writes an article about where have all the good men gone, guys, do not write a response. Don't, re- don't, no. write, don't write some nuanced response explaining all the things. They're not stupid and they will just, the first thing they're going to do, and Cappy, you can tell us from experience, they will look you up online and see where you work and contact your employer and try to get you fired. They contact course, me often enough to yeah. tell me about myself as a bad employee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they tell me I should fire myself all the time. <laughs> and you give yourself a raise. And then I give myself, well, I have a meeting with myself. <laughs> and I say, Claire, you're awesome. Thank you, sir. You're the greatest boss ever too. Right. And then, right. And then and I so, give myself a raise. Yes. Right. And that's the thing is guys, they're going to be looking for scapegoats and it's going to be, if you're a bachelor and you're well-adjusted and you're normal, you will become the enemy. You are the man who did not give them the life they were hoping for. They, you they, also shouldn't even let them know you're the bachelor. Now I'm, now I'm thinking about the way things are going. It all <clears> like you like almost want to lie and say, oh, yeah, I'm I'm an analyst, or I got to go to work, or I got to, you know, and, and, you know, oh, yeah, I rent this house. You know, and oh, it's a buddy of mine who's doing really well, and I just got to maintain it so I get a pretty good deal on rent. You know, and um, yeah, you almost—I'm wondering if 
you know, we got Bacon listening. We got Atham listening. We got Chad listening. Yeah. I'm wondering if guys like, see, there's no reason to keep, where have all the good guys gone? And you raise your hand like, uh, excuse me, right over here. Because then it's like, well, you're, you're a low six-figure income. I'm going more for the high six-figure income. And, you know, you have hazel eyes, not really the piercing blue eyes. So it's like, you know what? Did you ever I don't know watch? where the good I don't know where the good guys got Bob, you know. I'll go to Chad. Have you seen any of the good guys? And Chad was like, God, I don't know. I just make twenty three thousand dollars a year sitting here in my apartment in poverty without my car. And I'll say, TJ, <laughs> do you know where any of the good guys? And you're like, no, I just see here being an alcoholic, drinking my bourbon and bacon at 3 a.m. in the morning, watching movies. I don't know where any good fit in shape guys are. My mariner just broke down, you know, that kind of thing. Uh I I'm I'm wondering if that's just maybe the way to go. Cause there's no and I've done it. I've done it before. I think I talked about it on a podcast before where I had an actual hero. He was a 10. Tried to set him up with a girl and she stood him up. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we just take everything off the table. Not even waste our time. Say so like, here's a 10. Here's a nine. Here's a great guy. Where it's just like, nope, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There are no good guys left. Hey, but you know that guy? who claims to be an investment banker and drive that lease Beamer around that, but you don't know the difference between a lease and owning. So who cares? I think he's a pretty good guy. I think you should go out with him and just again, eat the popcorn, watch if the I, show. <laughs> you know what I would do? If I was going to help a guy out, I would tell a girl, stay away from him. He's, he's a bad boy. Yeah. He's broken. He's broken way too many hearts. Um, don't be fooled by his nice demeanor. He'll, he'll break your heart in an instant to stay yeah. away from him. Don't contact him. Once, once he, once you hear his voice, he'll somehow, bring you drag you down to his his very um you know horrible world of of i don't know how he gets all these girls to fall in love with him but he breaks all their hearts that that I, but that's the point is it's, it's kind of like when i was saying don't tell a girl i'm never marrying you she will respond the opposite of what you're thinking where she's just going to be resigned no she's like oh i'm totally gonna ha i have to have this guy i gotta get that guy. i'm gonna yeah, fix I gotta it get that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see here. Let's go through the super chats. I think we gotta get going because I gotta hit the gym. <clears throat> yeah. Uh bacon Maldito for 223 of the goddamnbacon.com. Visit him at the goddamnbacon.com. How does TJ get the girls? Asking for a friend. TJ, how do you get the girls? Uh trade secret, Sonny. But if you sign up for my online course for a hundred dollars, <laughs> <laughs> Cascadia Love. <laughs> Oh are you are, there's that, but there's like you're kind of even up i mean you're you're not in a great environment i mean at summertime maybe there's some gals working up there as tourists dude, dude, you know dude, there's, there's dude, not a lot though is there the the number there are more girls with tattoos here than oh. guys okay never mind never mind yeah. <laughs> i i will say no more just the you 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 have to come to the pacific the pacific northwest i've been talking about this with tim keith on the podcast this is a place that people are coming because they don't belong wherever they left. They're here because they don't belong somewhere else. And so that is the identity now that's becoming a Washington state. We're, so this is the, you're the toilet of the United States. Well, I'm a native Washingtonian who's being overwhelmed by mis, uh, misfits, outcasts, or just people who are like, screw you, Texas. I'm not going to be that, that redneck. <laughs> I'm going to go be a progress. I'm going to go be a Intellectual uh, soy boy. I'm going to go be an intellectual soy boy in Seattle where I feel accepted. Like the classic, you know, uh, loser from a small town who moves to the big city so he can be accepted among fellow losers. I have visited Evergreen College. I did ride through that on my motorcycle. <laughs> Last time I visited. Let, let it all hang out, right? 
God almighty, <laughs> shit. No wonder they're all pissed off. No sun. It's in the middle. That, that, that forest was thicker than the Ewok forest. I was like, holy cow. Uh, Bacon Belt, Maldito for another $2.23. For your information, women are always taken even if they're not. Well, they're always free. They're always available even though they're not. Um, God, especially as I got older and in dance classes, I think half the girls I dated had boyfriends or were married um, because it, it doesn't mean anything anymore. <clears throat> Whoa, Bacon for another. Oh, geez, Bacon. Uh, bacon for $5.56. Consensus is the... Refuge of Scoundrels and McElhinney quote regarding regarding climate change, but applies to the born again Christian vagina baptizing. <laughs> and then bacon for another 556. Thank you, bacon. I'm gonna go get some food here after this. Women will always jump to the higher authority in order to avoid responsibility. That's why they run to religion just like they run to the state. Interesting observer observation. Very interesting. Smooth jamming for a dollar just donates us a dollar. That's all there is. Bacon, Maldito. Bacon, you can let other people donate if you want for $2.23. Never take women's serious show. Oh, he's got a new episode out called The Never Take Women Serious Show, thegoddamnbacon.com. Have you listened to him? Um, I, I haven't checked it out it's, yet. It's worth downloading. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely... It's like if it's a break from politics and all that, it's just him and his life, and it's actually kind of cool. Like... um. Uh, the great one over at Sinlib Sosh, the my favorite podcast of his uh, when he's not blaming the Jews or minorities <laughs> for everything um, is is his work when he Wait, goes. That, to I work. thought that was John Show. <laughs> well, that's also John Steele. Yeah, there's there's these shows where it's like great, and if it weren't for the damn Jews, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> You know those Hispanics. I'm like, what the ones that are engineers and like go spelunking in caves and donate me money? Yeah, I know that guy. Um, that's it. I'm gonna hit the gym. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let's go through a couple final things here. Uh, if you want to help out the show, you can go to olderbrother.com/slash/donate, and there are three ways you can quote donate. One is PayPal; you get nothing in exchange for that. The other thing is you sign up for Patreon, which I've written an article about, not necessarily my Patreon account, but how I don't understand Patreon. Like you don't really get anything for it, but people make tens of thousands of dollars off of it per month. Uh, so I do have a Patreon uh, account and um, you do quote, get something for that. You get access to uh, my best article ever written called sanity is the future of wealth. And then some pinups of the lovely Mary Jo. <laughs> um, but that's about it. That's all you get over there. And then there is the Amazon affiliate link where that's where I, I, uh, recommend everybody if you really want to help out go there do all your shopping through my amazon affiliate link you can find it at olderbrother.com slash donate you'll see the amazon banner click on that and then just do your shopping and it doesn't cost you anything more i just get a six to seven percent cut on all your purchases so you're going to spend that money anyway this way you don't have to donate money you get nothing in return uh you just help out the old capmeister and that's how it helps out uh, i gotta save that and that's that Perfect. No more super chats. Super chats are clear. TJ, tell people where they can find you. You can go to tjmartinell.com. If you're high IQ people like ourselves, you can figure out all the links to my books and podcast. Okay. How many, what do you got? Five or six people now listening to your podcast? Five. Five? Okay. Five. All right, cool. Well, maybe About we get five. seven. Maybe seven people listen to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you actually, well, you get a couple hundred at least, right? 
Yeah, and it's it's just inconsistent. Some of them do really well, and then some of them. I, I use, one time I got like 50, 60 downloads within a week on something. So I don't yeah. know. It's hard to figure that out. Like I've put together like shit videos, and like I'll just throw this together. Eighty thousand views. Yeah, I put together this <laughs> hard, thought out, philosophical. Da da da. Like Two hundred fifty. Like ball. what the fuck? What yeah. did that? Yeah, and then there's all this. Well, you see, you have, you have these fucking scientists. Well, the best time to send out a tweet is at seven fifty seven Eastern oh. Standard. I'm like, oh, shut up! I, I'm not even up at that time. I'm gonna wake up at seven. <laughs> all right, that's it. Thanks for being on the show, TJ. Thanks for everybody for tuning in, TJ. Will you take us out appropriately? Um, how so? Enjoy the decline. Oh, jeez. <laughs> how, how do I end every video, TJ? Oh, toodles. Ha, ha, ha.